Hey listeners, welcome to the 23rd episode of Big Slumpin'. I'm your host Scott Morgan, with me as always is Josh and Trevor, and I think Josh is going to start us off with some things we liked. Do you think we should call our listeners the slumpers? What do you guys think of <laughs> The slump bunch? The slump bunch? Okay. Um, we'll, 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 we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll workshop it. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is something nothing to do with sports, but on uh, the first thing I liked was on January 27th of 2020, uh, San Miguel Sheriff tweeted out the following tweet that says, large boulder the size of a small boulder is completely blocking eastbound Highland Highway 145 millimeter 78, whatever. Large boulder size of small boulder was tweeted out. It was the first tweet that ever made me keep a list of funny tweets that I like. And I just, every time I see the picture, I die. And on uh, February 5th, of 2021 the same account tweeted out a large boulder the size of a large boulder is blocking out the south bend clean it's just a, it's a throwback it made me laugh really hard and uh i liked it <laughs> large boulder the that, size of a large boulder the ultimate comeback story <laughs> that original tweet was so ridiculous and absurd <laughs> that it just its very existence is comedy like it peak might be comedy. my favorite tweet of all time <laughs> <laughs> it's it's up there it's definitely up there uh, all right, Should I go next, Scott? Yeah, or? yeah, you, you can go next. All right. Uh, I, I mean, I'm mean, i going to have another Homer pick for the thing I like this week. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, big news out of Ames today. Uh, our boy, eight, our athletic director, Jamie Pollard, has decided to offer uh, head football coach Matt Campbell a five-year extension into 2028. Obviously well-deserved. A couple episodes, more than a couple episodes ago, I basically dove into just – how different he made the football program here. So I could not be more excited about it. It is absolutely the greatest thing I've liked. And it's really funny because every time this happens, every time Matt Campbell has gotten extended, basically cyclone Twitter just goes out and finds everyone that said, Oh, he's leaving for the jets. He's leaving for this and that. And then just it's, it's, it's screenshot Twitter basically. So got the receipts. Uh, the, yeah. So the latest victim of that was uh, Kirk Kirk street who, you know, was complaining about cyclone fans being bitter, but you know what? We're just, passionate about our guy and uh you know hopefully he doesn't leave i hope he doesn't but him resigning is awesome and is absolutely the thing i liked well i'm happy for you and the rest of the cyclone fans listening maybe our friend from that went to college is listening and he's also pretty happy i'm sure (laughs) um thing i like this week is the fact that we had a super bowl and that we finished a football season i don't think we were sure we were going to get there there are some bumps some postponements of games but honestly, great season. There's no asterisks, you know. I feel like yeah, every team competed pretty fairly. It wasn't like you were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're having a playoff game where both quarterbacks can't play this week. Uh, you know, it, it, I, we had some bumps, but I thought it was, it was just an awesome season, and I'm happy we had football. I was a little worried. Um, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit later, pretty soon, actually. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy we, we had a full season. Sad that there's no football now, but I'm happy we, we had a, a good season. The last thing I liked was in regards to Super Bowl. Um, I was surprised the morning two guys didn't talk about it. Scott, I thought for sure you were going to talk about it. Uh, I want to talk about Kevin Harlan's call of the man running on the field. And it was absolutely hysterical. Now, don't run on the field. It's stupid. It's not worth it at all. And you're not supposed to glorify these guys why they're not shown on camera and stuff. But just the call of Kevin Harlan saying, pull up your pants, man, is just <laughs> is really, really funny. And then him um, – him saying they should have gotten into the end zone, not slid on the one, is also really funny. Yeah, and I just I love Kevin Harlan, and he I think he does a great job. And uh, man, it was just really really funny. When that happened, it was so confusing. Like we're like, is 
they call in timeout, and Mahomes is like, what the – the players look like they're like, whatever. Like, someone just get this guy off the field. Um, but what happens is, like, since TV and networks don't want to be in the NFL mainly, just not want to be encouraging this, they don't want to give him the, the, the streaker any airtime. So that's why, like, we cut away, and we're like, wait, what – we kind of want to see him get completely decked by, like, an ex-linebacker coach or something or the strength and conditioning coach in Kansas City. But, no, he, he – we – the – the footage leaked later, and we see that he does get tackled at the one, which is pretty funny. Harlan's call was – I like how he just, his voice is just so transcending. He got <laughs> it just right sounds into like it, he's man. calling a game, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. he's at the five, and you're like, oh, my God. It was, it was a it was a pants, man. It was a very – I love Kevin Harlan. He's, he's probably, like, my favorite commentator. He's been it ever since I, I heard him, like, call Packer games and stuff on Westwood One. I just think, like, he, he's, he's got perfect big game voice. He's – great yeah. at commentating like keeping you updated on the game I, a lot of that i think has to do with his radio experience just mm-hmm. uh, and he, he does basketball too and he's great at that like it just amazing he's an amazing commentator all time he, he just does it so like easily like it doesn't seem like he even works he's just talking and it just it's it, he's just so good at it i feel like he doesn't even need to have to try anymore yep all right uh anything else we like this week guys trevor anything else no i i that's that's pretty much um all i got all right, well, let, let's go into the Super Bowl then. That's a good transition, Josh, ending with the streaker note. Um, Thanks. Yeah, so Buccaneers win 31-9. to uh, Josh picked the Buccaneers to win. Uh, Trevor and I picked Kansas City. Um, I'll speak for my own, for myself here. I don't know if Trevor will agree. Um, I think we thought that the Chiefs would either win, the Chiefs would either blow them out, or the Buccaneers would barely squeaked by a win. I did not predict the Buccaneers had a chance to win by 22 points, mainly because I thought Mahomes in this offense was too explosive. Um, and honestly, like, I, I think Todd Bowles is probably blowing up right now because the way that defense executed in the Super Bowl, like, some people might have thought it was boring because the game wasn't close. But the fact that they were able to limit a Mahomes-led offense to nine points. Zero touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yeah. I'm just in awe of that defensive game. Like Brady, I think had 200 yards, 21 completions, but by the third quarter, they were just trying to run the ball out and get first downs. Um, But yeah, I I just thought, I I thought it was very entertaining game, even though the score wasn't the closest. Like I enjoyed watching the duel. I enjoyed seeing what would happen, but um, yeah, that's my first thoughts of the game. What What are your guys' initial thoughts? Thought yeah. it was a pretty pretty boring game, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's credit, you know, it's the Buccaneers defense fault that it was so boring. You know, Patrick Holmes is not supposed to be stopped like that. And uh, big credit to them. I thought it was going to be a shootout. It was not a shootout. The Pet Chiefs did not score one of those touchdowns. And you know, that's that's it. The commercials could have been a lot better for sure. I, I was going to come on commercials later. I wouldn't even say okay. they could have been a lot better. I would just say they. It was a bad year of commercials. Well, a lot of the we can talk about this later, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the companies decided to donate that money to COVID stuff, and that's probably for the best. Definitely yeah. for the best, in my opinion. But yeah, just, I want to say like the most ridiculous th- thing I saw that night was freaking Bryson DeChambeau like <laughs> golf swing that puppet's hand off. Yeah, like, for the Paramount, it was like what is happening? It felt like the guy who made that Paramount commercial was like on acid or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> So there were some weird ones. The Michael B. Jordan one with the bathroom, and he's like Alexa. That was yeah. Kind of, I got a, that went on for like two minutes. What was the? Oh, there was Josh. What was the other one that was really long? It, it uh, the Jeep one was super long. Yeah. 
I don't well, know. Let's let, let's get back Deeply. to the, the Super Bowl for now. We can go into commercials. I think a little later. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna disagree with Scott and agree with Josh. I thought the game was like just super underwhelming and like it was kind of like a like a bit like it was it was more of a formality at halftime. You know, it felt like, but which is weird because with the Chiefs, like you never count them out, right? You, Obviously, you certainly don't count out the guy on the other side of the field. But, like, I mean, this whole year, and especially after last year's playoff run the Chiefs had, I mean, literally every game they were pretty much down, at like the first quarter, first half, something like that, even in the Super Bowl. And they would always come back. And this game, you know, as for like as unentertaining as I th- thought it was, you know, and credit to the Bucks defense for just obliterating <laughs> what the Chiefs game plan on offense was, which we'll talk about that too. I mean, it just – they never got into rhythm. The Chiefs just, like – I mean, you just always felt, though, like if Patrick Mahomes, you know, they, they break one deep ball, you know, tra- Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes, like something's going to happen. And it just never did. It never amounted to anything, even at the end of the game. You thought, okay, maybe they're going to – they got a garbage time touchdown. Didn't even happen. I mean, it was one of the, the stoutest defensive efforts I've ever seen. It was, I mean, super impressive. And it wasn't like – you know, it wasn't like the Seattle Super Bowl where the offense was straight up just making so many mistakes – and like Denver just was making so many mistakes they weren't normally making. It was Kansas city just like, like they were just like outplayed time and time again, especially, I mean, you saw what an impact the defensive line had uh, yeah. Tampa Bay's defensive line. Patrick I mean, that, Holmes would just drop back in the pocket and there'd be four guys in his face. Not having much Eric Fisher might've been a bigger deal than we even thought it would be. Um, well, both, both of his tackles, I think yeah. were, were backups. And then, so. and then yeah, Mahomes, I think he had, I think he had 50 something dropbacks and out of them, he had like 29 of them were pressured where he it was something. Got, you know, it was a ridiculous number. Absolutely it, it, was the most, it was the most in NFL history. Um, and and, and, and the, the crazy part was Andy Reid never adjusted. Like the, the offensive game plan remained the same thing. It felt like I was watching literally Scott. It felt like I was watching those same um, six plays uh, after the Tom Brady picks again, against Green Bay where Aaron Rodgers was just dropped back and try to pass. And then, there'd be pressure in his face. Cause again, same thing, backup tackles against all pro defensive line. It's and, not going to go know, well. And I think so. The game they never adjusted. Half, the game at half was 21 to six. So 15 points, which was not, you know, not particularly close, but with the chiefs and Mahomes, that's not out of the picture. I mean, they came no, back in the fourth it, quarter by 10 points well, last year. And you remember that first play after half, it was a, a run. Clyde Edwards Lair had like 25 yards on that first run and, and they were actually like getting some momentum and it just stalled again. It was insane. Yeah. Like, so I, I think, the first half, you're like, wow, the Bucks are winning. Wow, the Bucks are winning by more. Oh, my God, they're, they're up by 15 and a half. This is crazy. Okay, let's watch the halftime show. Yes, especially I'm after sure, that last time. I'm sure the Chiefs will come back and, like, they'll be better. They can't be worse than that, you know? I want to talk about that last drive, too, but yeah. keep going. And so, so then I, I think we were predicting that the Chiefs will, you know, like, they'll, they'll, they'll make adjustments. They'll fix their problems. They'll yeah. score a touchdown in the second half and probably in the third quarter pretty early. And like you said, Edward Jalair gets a good run. They get a field goal, I think, that first drive. And you're like, okay, you know, they got some points now. Chiefs get the ball back. I don't know. I think they, they punted their first drive. Did they? they? Okay. It was, a, it was like a couple punts back and forth, and then I think the Chiefs did a – they got a field goal somewhere in there. Regardless, Anyways, I, I expected they got six points in the first half. Okay, they're going to get at least, like, 14 in the second. And they still wouldn't win with that, but they'd at least get two touchdowns. And they just had nothing. They only had a field goal in the second half. They didn't make any adjustments. The, that's when the game, I think, blew open and kind of just got boring is when – the Chiefs were doing less and less, and the Buccaneers were just like polishing off their lead. Yeah, 
let's let's talk about that last drive the that uh Tampa Bay had before halftime. Um was it, oh, before, yeah. half, it was before halftime, right? That that's a I big mean, drive. So uh the Chiefs go and and I think they they had three timeouts at the start of Tampa Bay's drive. There was like a 54 seconds or something like that left. I'm just going to make sure I have this all these stats here, right? <laughs> but there there's 54 seconds left. And what is the thing we say about Andy Reid all the time? What is the thing that we say about Tom Brady? Got Andy Reid's probably <laughs> one of the has a history of being one of the worst coaches at managing clock in the game. And Tom Brady is one of the best quarterbacks at getting, you know, getting his team a touchdown in the last two minutes of of a, you know either the first half, second half. I mean, he's shown that time and time again. I mean, did it last week, yeah, or two weeks and, ago. Yep. So Andy Reid, like, I think Tampa Bay, they run the ball, they call a timeout, and then Andy, then Tampa Bay does like a pass play. I don't remember to who, but they get like nine yards out of it. So it's third and one, with like fifty seconds left. Andy Reid calls a timeout. Right there, I knew that Tampa Bay was going to score because I knew they were probably getting at least. Yeah, Romo was like, "What the hell's going on? Why are you doing that?" And that that is one of the classic like Andy Reid. What are you doing? That what are you doing with your timeouts? Like they only need one more yard. It's pretty much guaranteed to happen in this year's NFL. Like I understand like you're believing your defense, whatever. They were kind of playing well at that time, but not really, but like well enough. But you just don't do that. You don't do that against Tom Brady. You don't do that against Tom Brady in the freaking Super Bowl. I mean. You just gave him more time for that drive. It was a ridiculous timeout. I know there was that was that the same drive. There was an interception, uh, the, yeah. with the holding call. So Tyrone I know there Matthews was that. Took the which, pick. They got holding on it, which was not even close to the play. Uh, yeah, Buccaneers capitalized after that. Yeah, which you know what I I think the pick should have counted. But hey, on, on the other hand, like Brady, like it's not his fault that the pick was thrown. Like it wasn't his fault that Reed called the timeout. Like you gave him extra time. That's not like it's not Brady's fault. <laughs> Just so many moments where, like, the, the, the Chiefs just, like, shot themselves in the foot. They didn't adjust. Mm-hmm. They're just like, here, Patrick Mahomes, go and win the game. Like, okay, what's he supposed to do if there's four guys in his face the whole time? It was and just ridiculous. you know what? Even, and... even despite all the pressure, which he, like, I think he scrambled 490 yards is what they said. Um, but even with all – he was making some pretty – some throws were great and, like, on hit the guys in the hands, and they were just dropping them. Like, his – his receiver. Are we going to talk happen? about the, the drops now? Because I want to talk We're about that it. throw, man. I want to talk about that. We're, getting, throw, We're yeah. getting to it. We're getting to it. Okay. But, but I actually kind of do want to talk about drops because I think like there was a stat that showed that Tyreek Hill had the second most draft drops of the year, like out of all receivers, which is just, he's a great receiver, but that's a big problem, um, especially in the Super Bowl. But yeah, let, let's continue. Yeah. So uh, let's, I mean, let's just talk about like Patrick Mahomes, obviously he's like, getting just beat beat up in the pocket. There weren't a lot of sacks this game. I think there were only like three or four total sacks, including like the one on Tom Brady. So it really didn't like, if you look at the stats as far as sacks go, like there weren't a lot, but that was because Patrick Mahomes, every time like there was a guy like grabbing him and he just somehow get like fling the ball out, like without a solid base. Mm-hmm. It just, my mind was not comprehending how he was making these throws, which it's, it, that's, that's one of those reasons. Like I feel like the Super Bowl is so disappointing because so many of those throws could have been caught and been like, like ah, like eye-opening moments in the Super Bowl, and it just if, didn't happen. Like, if that throw that I know Josh is um, he's alluding to earlier, where Mahomes is literally horizontal and flings it like forty yards and it hits the guy in the face, if that is caught, that could probably be arguably the best pass in the NFL history. Okay, we're talking about this now. We're talking no, about no, this no, now. we are. Like, we are. Doing it, but, but yeah. since, we're talking about it. But since <laughs> yeah. it was dropped, 
Like it doesn't. It's not going to get its claim. Like now the you think oh the Matthew reception that was a huge catch in the Super Bowl or um this Antonio Holmes touchdown that was a big one because he kept his feet and it was a perfect throw. And, and I'm like compared to those, those might be the top two. This would easily be a top three, unarguable. Maybe and you could put it at number one. And since it's dropped, I'm like that still might be the best throw I've ever seen. It just wasn't completed. But he had like he had like three or four of those. Like I mean, yeah. there was the throw to uh, Tyree Kill down the sideline where he's like standing next to Travis Kelsey, and like the ball literally it bounces off his face mask again. Like there were the, so many of those. There was, there was a throw, throw where where he was scrambling out left. Um, yep. Flings it to to I think Byron Pringle, Pringle. I think. And and Pringle, I think. Oh no, he didn't catch it, but it hit his hands, and it was like back corner it, of the end zone I, it was we it all thought been. he was throwing it away and i'm like even if the guy did not see and bounce the fact that, that was catchable is insane yeah it, uh, no it would have yeah, been josh what do you want to say about it <laughs> let's just like i think we should all go out in the snow together and try to emulate this throw because it's just unbelievable he's falling down onto his face face first completely horizontal somehow whips i don't know what the speed of it on it was i don't know how he got any momentum it. on it but it's it the guy. Yards. The guy. I don't know who it was intended for, but the person that it hit directly in the face mask was completely facing forward towards him. All he had to do is put his hands at his face mask, and he would have caught it. It was the most incredible throw I think I've ever seen. It's up there with that. Uh, uh, up there with uh, what's his face? Uh, Murray's uh, early in the area to Deshaun Watson, the Hail Mary. That throw was yeah. unbelievable Wait, too. But like, holy you mean uh, Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Um, unbelievable just un- an unbelievable throw and it's a shame that we're gonna we're gonna forget about this throw because the, the Chiefs didn't win but man man that throw was unbelievable See, it was like straight I, out of a I, video I game I think I think when we remember this game we're gonna actually remember that throw we're gonna remember that Gronk had two touchdowns and that's probably it those were electric. Think about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> those touchdowns were electric. If if you're, I don't care. Like if you're a Pats fan or like if you're a football fan, like seeing Tom Brady like throwing to throwing to Gronk in the end zone, him just, I mean, Gronk had a spike. I think on the second one that he absolutely obliterated the football. I mean, <laughs> that that's just fun football. Like I'm sorry, I, I get it. It's just, Brady. They always makes, win, just, but like it it's fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna set up a target. No. But let's, so let's, outside Scott's house. We're gonna go in the snow, and we're gonna take a pigskin, <laughs> and we're just gonna we're just gonna try to hit this target it, falling. Vert- that throw made no sense. It oh made no God. sense. It looked like it just like shot out of a cannon, for, but he was like moving like to the like side and like falling. It just no. I sense. don't think I can make that throw. I want I want like a physics straight. I want a physics professor to explain that to me. Yeah, I, mean, I, need, I need I need a full <laughs> breakdown of that throw in every single way possible. I need sports science on it and every the how he just the, the fact that he managed to get it off, how he threw it that hard, how the yeah. guy let it hit in the face. Did that hurt? <laughs> the hit in the face? In the yeah. face by it? Like, <laughs> I think it hurt more that he dropped it, but that's gonna stick with him for life because he could have been part of the greatest pass completion in NFL history. Um. But no, another note that I th- I thought interesting a little bit afterwards was how many players were like not on this Buccaneers team last year. And you got Fournette, you got Brady, Gronk, Brown, uh, McCoy. Like a lot of Winf- people. That, Winfield's a rookie, right? Is or he? No. Uh, I mean, Worf's a rookie. But regard, yeah, Tr- Tristan Worf's. But like, just like how many, like this team has changed so much from last year, and I mean, a lot of free agents, a lot of trades. It's just Devin crazy. White's a second year player. He was he's fantastic. him and him and Levante David. I think I was telling Josh this when we were watching, um, yeah. but Devante White or Devin White and Levante David, they might not be like they're two great linebackers. You could argue all pro 
whatever you want. They might not be like the best linebackers in the league. You know, maybe not know. the biggest <laughs> hitting, maybe not like the best at pass rush or Devin White hits lost. pretty hard. <laughs> but but I'm just saying they're so good together and since they're they also have so much speed, they're perfect against Patrick Mahomes. Where like he can't he obviously scrambled pretty well, but it's better than having like if Ray Lewis was in this game, I think he'd be it'd be easier to get around uh, Ray Lewis than it is Levante David and Devin White. I think they were better matched. For, well, yeah, I mean, for line, linebackers today are asked to do completely different things than like a Ray. Oh, yeah. Ray, Ray Lewis was more of like a thumper, captain of the defense kind of Run stop. player. You know, like he'll get in there with the big boys and and make some tackles. Like, not that now, Devin White and Levante David won't do that no. either. It's just it's just different, you know. Yeah, like, like now a lot of linebackers are being asked to cover sideline to sideline, and yep. they to be and so. Those two, uh, Darius Leonard is great at that. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Tremaine Edmonds is a tackling machine. He, he's like, he's it just the linebacker position is changing a lot. And I thought those two linebackers were just amazing on defense. Um, and that's what was so hard. I think when we were thinking of who's going to get the MVP, Brady did great. Like, he, he had a good game, you know, three touchdowns, 200 yards, but he didn't throw much. Like, in the second half, he didn't need to do anything. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give it to an offensive player, you're going to give it to Brady because he had the best performance on the offense. The only offense. reason you would not give it to Brady is if that last touchdown was Gronk. If if Gronk had three touchdowns, yes. and, and even though Brady threw all three, but it, that would have been just a great performance, then Gronk would have had it. Yeah. But the fact that the defense, like you said, no one got like two interceptions or three interceptions or two sacks or three sacks. It was just an overall collective great team the defense. Whole, the whole defense played amazing. It, it, yeah. It was so insane. I, um. Other than that, just congrats to Buccaneers fans and to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on winning this Super Bowl. I mean, we, we could talk about Brady a little bit. <laughs> Obviously, you know, is- let's let's talk about let's talk about the Bucks a little bit. I mean, I mean, I think I think you saw what a, again the difference between the two offenses and defenses, right? The the Tampa Bay offensive line was was healthy and and one of the best in the NFL, and it showed. I think Brady was pressured on like single digit <laughs> amounts of passes and. You saw Patrick Mahomes was just running for his life the whole night. There's no re- reason to <laughs> look more into that. So, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of teams maybe prioritize both of these these lines now. I mean, people like to take lessons from the Super Bowl. If you're going to take one from this one, what did Tampa Bay have? I mean, they had, they had guys in the trenches. I mean, yeah. that was – I think, you know, and as much credit as, as you can give to the secondary and the um, – uh, linebackers, which by the way, you should give them credit because the secondary, there were plenty of plays where Patrick Mahomes would extend plays and just nobody would get open. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again, credit to the secondary and linebackers, but the defensive line just made it so difficult for him to even get set and throw and just get into any rhythm. And the offensive line kept Tom Brady clean, which at his age is so important. I mean, it, it won, it won Tampa Bay the game. And, and also with that, um, talking about the defense there, uh, I think Tampa Bay and Bulls really used the, the, the methodology of Ben don't break. Because if you look at the game, like Kelsey, I think, had 100 yards and like 10 catches. I think Hill actually had a pretty good statistical game as well. But Hill never had that, you know, deep ball. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of those break. Hill stats were garbage time. I mean, they, exactly. they wrapped him up pretty much the whole game. I think he had 13 yards at half. It, oh, it's just... <laughs> but, but like Kelsey, you know, like he, he'd get a first down now and then, but they didn't let him beat it to him. Like, he wasn't no. getting in the end zone. And I, I thought that th- their just defensive gameplay was great. Um, I think this is in, Don- in Donovan Sue's first ring. Uh, eh. No? No, I just I don't, like, don't him. like him. Yeah, no one likes him. I th- I'm just saying, he, I think he got his first ring. Vita Bay was fun. I can't believe he was even playing in this game. He even was on offense. Uh, 
as a fullback, which was really cool. And I, then, yeah. which was a great stop. Let's talk about that. And, the goal hey. line stand. Wait, wait. The lineman <laughs> touchdown that was broken yes. up by the Chiefs was awesome play call. I love the Buccaneers being risky. That's Bruce Arians and his big balls trying to sneak one by them. And great play by the defensive player. I mean, the lineman had it. He just punched it out. Um, and then Vita Vey, they they ran two rushes with him and I think Ronald Jones Jr. Great stop by the Chiefs there. I thought after that, okay, the Chiefs are going to just – Yeah, that that felt like a moment where it's like, okay, maybe some momentum's going the Chiefs' way. But that again, felt like and, a and another point. thing, the Chiefs had 11 penalties on them for 120 yards. That's basically – that's basically counts as like two turnovers right there. Like – that's that's insane that yeah. your team is penalized that like you know i understand uh a lot you know especially in that first half you, there's a lot of like ticky tack like and i'm not going to say they weren't penalties like you could argue that the the call on mike that they had uh mike evans whoever the cornerback on him was that that could have been on like a holding or pi and, and there were a couple pis where it's like yeah that ball is pretty much uncatchable but they might call that sometimes it but my my problem with it isn't necessarily the, the the specifics. It's just like you don't want the refs getting as involved in the games. But like if they are gonna get in the, like make it like it's got to be clear and obvious. It's got to clearly affect the play. And like I'm not sure a lot of those did. There was there was that one to Mike Evans that was over his head, and the guy I don't even I think he clipped him a little bit, and Mike Evans just decides to like well, fall to his knees. Tom and... Brady he throws the ball into the first row, and he <laughs> throws in the first row like on the other side of the cornerback. So for Mike Evans to even get to the ball, like he's got to go through the cornerback, which means there's going to be a collision. Now the cornerback did initiate it pretty much, but it would have happened anyway. So I don't know. Like it's it's kind of stupid. Like that ball wasn't really catchable. But at the end of the day, you don't want the refs interfering as much. But also like. If you're the Chiefs, if you're like on the coaching staff, like 11 penalties for 120 yards, like that's unacceptable. Like, yeah, you could say one or two of them uh, is maybe a bad call, but it's not. You're you're not saying 10 out of 11 is is crap. It's, wait, let me get this straight. You don't watch Super Bowl to watch the refs. I don't watch any f- football game to watch the refs, Josh. I'm just a fan <laughs> of the Trevor. NFL and the men's stripes. All right, yeah, let's let's move on to the next thing. So credit credit to the Buccaneers. What? A, hang on, let, let's one more thing. We gotta talk about Brady. Let's do that, right? I, w- I has- was already. Yeah, let's let's talk about Brady now. Brady okay. has I was, no. Let me let me let me start. I'm gonna start. Okay. I think I think Josh deserves to to initiate this. Just give him the floor. Give he's the been floor. he's been the main. So <laughs> I did not. Obviously, I did not come up with the touchdown Tom joke. Okay, that originates from Sports Nation writer John Boys, who uh, has always tweeted that for years and years and years, calling him touchdown Tom, and then uh, so at the beginning of the game, John Boys tweets out, "I am counting out touchdown Tom." At the end of the game, John Boy tweets, I should not have counted out touchdown Tom. And let me tell you guys, as you two pick the Chiefs, you should not have counted out touchdown Tom. Never count out touchdown Tom. I don't think we counted Never. him out. I think we counted in Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense, and that's where we went wrong. But by proxy, that is counting out touchdown Tom. And uh, yeah. you can't do it. You just can't do it. And we'll get into right. we'll, at the end of the episode, we'll talk about guys who can't count out. But number one, obviously, among them is touchdown Tom. Yeah, I mean, if Why are you, you look at this, away the the, dra- the the picks. <laughs> if you if you look at this, I mean, if you look at this game, did Tom Brady was Tom Brady like the Super Bowl MVP? Like, I'm gonna say like no, like that was the defense. But Tom Brady threw three touchdowns in the first half. He was, I mean, he he pretty much he pretty much was perfect in the first half. Like, I I don't know what more you could ask for, honestly. I mean, he ran the offense super well. He's and I think like the crazy part about Tom Brady, he does this every year. I mean, every year he's going to be in the playoffs. I don't remember the last time he was out of the playoffs. I don't think there is a time. Is there, there might like, be one year where he maybe like early ACL. in his career. 
so yeah okay there's that but it's like it's just crazy that he can move teams and I know Tampa Bay like they have the talent they have like some like guys joined them this past year but at the end of the day like he literally just moved to another team and, and just won a Super Bowl like it like it was nothing I it, like it, it it takes an an immense amount of effort to just work as a team and do this but I mean credit to like I mean just Tom Brady being able to do this I don't know what the formula is. I don't know what he does with the team or with the coaching staff, but for some reason, wherever he goes, like he seems to make these teams functional. And like, I mean, even with the, even with the Patriots, like you look at some of the teams that he had at the end of his career and he, like, he didn't really have a lot of talent, but they were still like just such a (laughs) solid football team. And And they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. They lost to the Titans, but the fact that they made it, with that team and this this team, I think this year went what four and twelve with Cam Newton as the replacement. Yeah. Like ridiculous. The last time the Patriots did not make the playoffs was two thousand and eight, I believe. And you really can't fault Brady there because they went eleven and five. Like, yeah, they, that's that's not a bad team. Um, no, but I think there's there's a credit to give when when we talk about like big players going to a different team. I think there's, like, a lot of people expect them, like, oh, they're championship contenders now. Like, we need to see them in the championship. With me, it's like, yes, I expect them to contend. But as long as they bring back one ring in those first three years, that's a success. The fact that they bring it in the first year, I mean, they've had their problems this year. And they've they've worked them all out. And this playoff run, they were fantastic. Yeah. Bears beat them, guys. And you know what? I mean, Brady was the best player on the offense. I mean, just – you know, aside, if you want to go into like offensive linemen, I think you could say like the offensive line like really did a lot for him. Probably not a center though, because the center had still doesn't seem to have the snaps, right? Um, but Tom Brady now has seven Super Bowls, which is more than any franchise. And <laughs> he did it as a quarterback. It wasn't like he was a role player. It wasn't like he's just a guy who happened to be on a lot of different Super Bowl teams. He did it as the quarterback, as the guy. And that's impressive. I mean, he's the GOAT. You can't, I don't like, <laughs> at least in, in, in NFL terms, I don't, I understand like all the other arguments like, well, he doesn't do this specific thing. Like he do- he can't make a Patrick he's, Mahomes he's throw. Untouchable like, right okay. Now. But you know what? He has seven Super Bowls and he just, you, okay. you can't argue against this guy. He's, he's amazing. Here's, here's what I also love about him is so obviously his mobility has never been his strength. Even as like an eight or not 18, 22 year old out of college going to the pros, like his mobility and his ability to scramble was never his, his strong suit. But he has somehow learned how to stand in the pocket to move up in the like he has an inact ability to when as soon as the edge rush gets past their tackle he steps up at the right time or or if he know, if he knows he's about to get sacked he tucks the ball like it's just all the intangibles he does is just so impressive he makes everyone around him better this seventh ring and the fact that he beat Mahomes to get it I don't think Mahomes can ever touch him now like seven and ten. Mahomes would have to beat Tom Brady or you know, win eight Super Bowls. You know, here's here's the argument against that, though. I think that's where you can put in like Mahomes. Like the quarterbacks don't play each other. I think I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the stupid. I think head-to-head records are such like stupid things. Like, Tom, like oh, yeah. Tom Brady. There's so many quarterbacks that like don't even like Philip Rivers never beat Tom Brady, but he's like that doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. Like, yet stats like that. But it's just I think like head-to-head records aren't really like that telling. Obviously, like Patrick Mahomes had to go up against a much tougher defense than I think Tom Brady was dealing with now I'm not that doesn't lessen the level of achievement here at all I'm just saying I don't think you can say he's it's necessarily untouchable like if Patrick Holmes goes on and wins eight Super Bowls or even seven then you could probably start making that argument because I I, you know just that level of achievement 
is is ridiculous and almost unattainable in the NFL for a quarterback. It I wasn't just, like Tom Brady was picking off Patrick Mahomes on defense. Like, right. No. Tom Brady's <laughs> but, not standing but, you know, but in I, a three-point stance at say empty tackle. Like. That I, I think people saying, like, oh, you know, if Mahomes beats Brady here, he's the GOAT. If Mahomes beat Brady, that's his second Super Bowl ring, and he might have had – then he might have the best quarterback trajectory ever of, like, potential to be the GOAT. But Brady's done this for 20 years now. And he's still – he's won Super Bowls, you know, <laughs> pretty much as soon as he started. And he's winning Super Bowls at age 43. The old, like, older than anyone else has ever done is, is a starting quarterback. So, I, I think, like, Mahomes, yeah, if he wins, like, you know, Bill Russell and goes 10 for 11, but yeah, then he's probably the GOAT. But it's so challenging and tough to be that perfect in the playoffs in the postseason that I would be shocked if Mahomes could repeat that success or surpass the success of Brady and go, you know, eight for 12 in Super Bowls. Like just making that many Super Bowls is so rare. So, yeah, uh, I I just think that that Brady's accomplishments are absolutely absurd and astonishing to watch. And I'm actually like super happy because if you think about it, like dominance in sports, you think about Jordan and the Bulls, Russell and the Celtics, um, the freaking Montreal Canadiens won like 24 Stanley Cups before we were even born. Uh, so like, it's weird to me that we're living in that history of in 30, 40 years, we're going to be talking about, oh yeah, Brady won seven or Brady won eight, who knows? Um, and, and like, that's going to be the football equivalent of the Bill Russell. I think we're ready to move on, but I got, I got one more question for you guys. And I, I don't need okay. you guys to explain. I'm just going to ask for a simple yes or no. Is this Tom Brady's last uh, Super Bowl victory? Over okay, so we're we're doing like an under no. over. You don't need to explain. No. Yes no. or no answer, Trevor. Yes, yes or no. You don't have to, just yes or no. No. Just last one that he wins. I mean, I've I've been wrong about him before, so I'm, I'm just gonna say no. Like, why why can't he win another? If, if I'm I mean... if I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm gonna say no because one, he could definitely win as a player because their team was just great this postseason, and two, coach or ownership, he might win another anyway. So we'll see. Um. All right, let's talk some other football. So, Chiefs linebacker coach Britt Reed, so Andy's son actually, he was involved in a car crash, uh, I think a couple days before the Super Bowl. He was not with the team in Tampa, which I think is obviously the right decision. Um, I believe there was two children that were injured. I believe he was really honest with the police officer, said he had a couple of drinks and was on his ADHD medicine. Um, and I think Britt Reed has a little bit of a history of, I don't know if it was drunk driving or yeah, just, just a really bad look for the Reed family and the Chiefs there. And I think we can all agree as a podcast, we do not condone drinking and driving or unsafe driving habits. Um, but let's talk, talk some Carson Wentz, okay? So I saw ESPN posted some of his potential trade spots. Top two were Indianapolis and Chicago, which is not great if you're a Bears fan because I think we can all agree that we don't really want Carson Wentz. Other locations include Carolina, New England, Houston, the Washington football team, New York Jets, Denver, and San Francisco. So, which of those do you guys think is a good fit? I mean, none of them. Can I say none of them? Look, yeah. is that okay? Can I right say Right now, <laughs> right now, I am, I'm definitely not a Carson Wentz guy. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, he had the great year, uh, the MVP caliber year before he got hurt and they ended up winning the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, but he just hasn't looked right. Maybe he needs like the, a different coach, but like usually 
with guys and you know there's obviously exceptions to this ryan tano but usually guys this late in their Woo! career you kind of know what you're getting out of them right yeah but i think Car- like the fact that Carson Wentz had that that level of brilliance and he had moments before that too where you saw he could be something more I think maybe he does I, I do think he does deserve another chance I don't know where I really I do not think the Bears are the right choice I think that's a mistake if the Bears trade for him that would be even when the, the even worst if they do trade for him franchise history which, which I don't want us to trade for him I don't want that contract I don't want that I don't like you said. I think we know what we're getting out of him. It's not that much better than Mitch. If it is better than Mitch, um, and it just sounds like what we would trade would trade like two first round picks and a and a player for him. I don't think he's worth two first rounders. <laughs> like it's just crazy. So yeah, I really, I really, really, really don't hope the Bears get him. With that being said, that probably means they will go and trade him and probably give him Allen Robinson or something stupid. Well, is that? I don't think Allen Robinson is signed right agent. now. Is he? You're right. You're right. He's a free agent. So he's, that, that's, yeah. I mean, dude, that should be the priority is quarterback and getting him back. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't get Allen Robinson, it doesn't matter because you have no one to throw to. So if I were the like teams looking for Carson Wentz, I think, well, I honestly think like the best location for him to go would probably be in the Indianapolis. He gets to reunite with his old offensive coordinator, Frank Reich. And he gets a good running game, a good offensive line, which is, you know, some issues. One of the few issues he had in Philadelphia was offensive line. Uh, receivers aren't necessarily going to be an upgrade, but, you know, I think there's a little more consistency. They're, they're, they're an upgrade. Just, I mean, maybe because Anything, they're, he- yeah. they're healthy. Yeah. I mean, he, he had several points in this, in this year I, where his receivers were all, like, very new to the NFL. Yeah. I would, I would say if there's if there is a – destination that would would be considered perfect for Carson Wentz I would say Indianapolis Colts just because of the coaching familiarity the offensive line and running game and the defense I I think they could they could do some good work with him even if he plays at a mediocre level like I think they'll still be pretty good with Carson Wentz I mean mediocre would be better than he had last year so yeah I I, I think I think Indianapolis is actually a good spot for him but with him being traded what is Indianapolis going to give up to get him you know, I mean, maybe a combination of picks, maybe some players. Like he, Jacoby I don't think Carson Brissett. Wentz is worth that much. I uh, mean, I, would you would you do Jacoby Brissett in the first round? Maybe second round. Shoot, I mean, I don't know. I don't I know would, if the Eagles would trade for Jacoby Brissett. I think the Colts like him. I don't know if the Eagles necessarily think they need a backup with like yeah. Jalen Hurts and well, maybe. I well, I'm just saying that that might be right that might be quarterback competition, and maybe Jacoby's the starter. Yeah. But you're not yeah, going to give. I can yeah. see that. But you're not. Gonna I, I don't know if I give up a first round. I just. I, I think that's second, tough at best. Yeah. Because Carson yeah. Wentz, his value has fallen so far, and, and his contract is huge. So you're taking that on. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's Carson Wentz. Um, another quarterback news was Drew Brees agreeing to cut his salary by twenty-four million dollars to go to the veteran minimum of one point zero seven five million. What was interesting about this was I know I thought that Breeze was probably retiring. We just, I think Trevor and I just kind of had a feeling that it's probably the, the end of the line and he's done in the NFL. But after him agreeing to cut his salary to that, and it sounds to me like he's coming back to the Saints. What do you Wow. Got? That's interesting. It sounds um, like Trevor did not know about that. So – I'm yeah. I'm I'm reading into this. The title says New Orleans Saints Drew Brees agrees to reduce salary in sign of retirement. So, 
this title makes me believe that he's this this is a move towards retirement because if i'm drew Brees, i get you want to play for like fame and getting a super bowl and stuff but I don't know if I'd play for the veteran minimum, you know, <laughs> I get like wanting to, to sign like, um, like lo- lower amount of money, like do pulling a Tom Brady to get like better players. But I just, yeah, the, I don't know how this exactly ties into him retiring, but I wouldn't say it makes it look more obvious. Like, cause like to me, I wouldn't want to play for less money. That doesn't, especially with all the injuries he's been dealing with, like it's gotta be worth mm-hmm. it for him. I'm not sure if the veteran minimum would be worth it for a Drew Brees level player. Um, so I think it looks like this reduces the cap hit. He, uh, the saints take if he officially retires. Um, yeah, because I guess if he retires, he would he would count like an eleven and a half million in dead money. <laughs> so then maybe this is this is a better. Uh, so maybe this is a sign towards him retiring. We, I guess we we still don't know if he's retiring or coming back. Yeah, I, I would say he, I would say that this is a move towards retirement because it doesn't make sense for him to take less money. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it's just because the Saints were also going to be like ninety something million over the cap, so they needed to cut money anyways. Yeah, so this, this seems like that kind of move. Like, if he's going to retire, like, let's try to reduce the amount of dead money we're dealing with. Which I didn't know if you retire, you still have dead money. Yeah, I don't I did know. not know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, other things that happened this week in football. NFL Hall of Fame for 2021 class was released. This is an uh, exciting class. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. So, we got Tom Flores, Raiders coach, legend. Uh, yep. Charles Woodson, also a Raiders legend. I don't believe and he's played for Raiders any other legend. team. Legend. Um. And then we got. I don't want a Super Bowl with a certain team. I don't think the Raiders won with him, so he must have won in those like crap years there. He wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> Calvin Johnson, third youngest player ever inducted in the Hall of Fame. He is only thirty-five years old. He could definitely still play if he wanted to. He could easily oh, yeah. go out there and ball, especially because his body hasn't been hit for like five years. So the fact that he was so good and he's already getting retired. Um, Drew Pearson is a. Another name, you guys might not know him as much. He played with Roger Staubach. He's actually caught the first Hail Mary ever thrown. So He was an undrafted free agent, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Fineca? Fineca, offensive lineman. I, I just – I think he was – was he a stealer? Uh, I'm looking right now. Not seeing uh, – yeah, guard. Yeah, so he, he was an offensive He was a guard lineman. in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And then Bill Nunn, I believe, was also a Hall of Famer. Yep. I think he was a scout for the Steelers, uh, if I am not mistaken. And lastly, John Lynch. Um, John Lynch obviously won, I would have said, the last Tampa Bay Super Bowl, but he, he won in 2002 with Tampa Bay. Uh, hard-hitting linebacker. I believe also played a little bit in Denver. Uh, now I think he's – what, is he president of operations for – San Francisco? GM? Uh, yes, I think he's with San Francisco right yeah. now. I know he's in San Francisco. I just don't know his exact title. So, yeah, those mm. are the Hall of Fame class. Honestly, really stacked class uh, player-wise with Woodson, Johnson, Pearson, um, and just everyone. John Lynch is a beast too. What's up? You forgot somebody. Oh, <laughs> you did. What the hell, Scott? Like I even knew. Like, what's like? Just... What's like the the household name here that you're missing? Scott. Scott. I left him off. This the guy's list. the host. Everybody. I didn't write it down. Well, who did I? Who did I leave off? Scott. 
I just talked about a team he spent the majority of his career on for like the, the Carson Wentz segment. Scott. Colts. Manny. <laughs> Manny. Peyton Manning, yes. That, I did that, not that write his known, name. Holy crap. <laughs> that oh little known uh, quarterback. Uh, That's awesome that him and – should have left there. We should have told I, him. I, I, he's I, only I, got one super, two Super Bowls. He's not that big of a deal. Like, no, but about the, his orange jumpsuit, dude. The was wearing Broncos colors. The fact that uh, Manning and Woodson are going in together is really cool because they came out of college yes. together. Um, and, and they had an awesome like NFL like rivalry. Like, Did Woodson <laughs> get the Heisman over him or did Manning get the Heisman? Woods, Woodson won the Heisman. That's what Woodson's I love, too. The, the last defensive player to win the Heisman. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's cool. Wow, I, I'm like looking at my list. And so that like, was a fun Heisman room too. Oh man, it's it's cool. I'm sure they'll actually mention that at their at their speeches, which is going to be cool to see. Um, and that they both won Super Bowls and went on to be super successful. Usually, like one or two Heisman candidates, only one really pans out in the NFL. So yeah, that that's awesome for them too. I, I guess now we can move on to NFL awards. I apologize for missing Peyton Manning. That's not me. <laughs> not liking Peyton Manning or anything. I just, no. when I was writing it down, I must've just skipped over his name. Uh, that's crazy. Um, all right. So NFL awards, I can just read through them all and then we can talk about some snubs. Yeah. By the, that Heisman room, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Randy Moss. Oh my God. The last one is. It's going to be, it's going to be an oddball probably. Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf. Oh, oh really? God. Yeah. Yes. Cause he got that's a random ass name. He, he went dude, first that picture is so right? great. Like, imagine being like Ryan Leaf just with that. Group <laughs> oh my of god! Like, Damn. Just you and your and the boys. I said a random ass name. I did not know Man. the answer. <laughs> no, that, that was Ryan Leaf. <laughs> all right, so NFL awards. So the MVP, I think we all agreed on this, but it, it was Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that was a shock. I think Rodgers even knew it was happening. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald. He is the third player. Uh, to win three Defensive Player of the Years, along with Lawrence Taylor and J.J. Watt. Um, I believe this is one that's getting talked about a lot. I think a lot of people think that T.J. Watt should have won it over Donald. Trevor, what are your thoughts? Well, J.J. Watt certainly thinks so. I mean, he posted the stats comparison. If you look at the stats, he does have better stats. Look, I get it. T.J. Watt, like, if he got Defensive Player of the Year, I don't think people would be mad. But you know what? I don't think people are that mad. Aaron Donald got it either. He's just so good. <laughs> like, yeah, he's so he good, and he's a warrior. Him. He's playing. He's playing through injuries. I mean, TJ Watt's mm-hmm. doing that too. I mean, it, listen, either of these guys could get it. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's as big of a snub as people are making it out to be. But I mean, you I know think... what, TJ Watt does have like technically like if you're looking at just straight up stats that like and like classic stats, not like Pro Football Focus like pressures per attempt or whatever. Like you're looking at stats. TJ Watt does have the better stats, but either of these guys, if they got, I don't think people would be like too frustrated so yeah, i'm not too upset about it no and, and Russell I, wilson get a vote i hope not he doesn't deserve Probably it not yeah <laughs> so we can um, on so not again ever getting a vote we're gonna talk about this next year too just hey <laughs> do you guys know that russell wilson has never had an mvp vote this is why <laughs> no no he, but he, i i think with, with watt versus donald uh, a big part is that um donald's getting double teamed and triple teamed while i feel like watt since that defense is so good they are spread them more thin um i i just feel like if if you're if you double team watt then you're gonna let bud dupree and cameron jordan just get you from the other side if you double team or triple team aaron donald you're you're probably just trying to stop leonard floyd i mean it, it's a big difference this that Steelers team was like one of the best defenses in the league um mm-hmm. where so donald made the rams a solid defense uh, and like you said, playing playing with 
with injuries. I, I do feel bad for Watt because, like, you never know if we'll have a season like this again or be deserving of defensive play of the year. And so he could have obviously been snubbed there. Um, offensive play of the year, Derrick Henry, uh, that made complete sense. He had 2,000 yards, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if, you, if you're a running back and you rush for 2,000 yards, you just – you get offensive player of the year. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's insane, especially in this NFL where there's no more – like, there's really not a lot of three-down backs. I mean, mm-hmm. fuck, that's <laughs> – It's, an, Henry, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Comeback player of the year was Alex Smith. Uh, no argument here. Obvious. The man had, uh, yeah. he has 17 surgeries on his leg, almost lost his life. And just to come back and play is just an awesome story in itself. Um, offensive rookie of the year, Justin Herbert. You know what? This is, I think this, I, this is the one that gets a little more, a little more like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, contentious. You could say with the fans, I think defensive player of the year. Yeah. Like that's fine. But like, this is the one I think really got to look at because I look, I'm a chargers guy. I'm a Justin Herbert guy. I love Justin Herbert. I think what he did this year is phenomenal for, especially for him being a rookie, but but <laughs> if you look at what Justin Jefferson did, he broke this the year receiving with the record. He, what he did is not only impressive for a rookie, but he he. I mean, it's impressive. That's an impressive year for any NFL receiver. It's a great year, you know. I mean, it's the best rookie year uh, as a receiver has <laughs> ever had, unless Herbert had the best offensive year uh, a quarterback ever had, which he did not. I no, don't, and, and, and it's not like he he wasn't winning. No, I mean, the Vikings weren't necessarily winning either, but their offense was certainly a lot better than the Chargers were. And I'm sorry. I, like, I love Herbert, and I, I agree. Like, we're, we're Herbert guys. Yeah. We really want to see him be successful in the NFL. But Justin Jefferson deserved this award. Just, and you know Justin what? Justin Jefferson absolutely you know, deserved You know who else should be year. on here? I think maybe even before Herbert? James Robinson. Who's that? <laughs> and and yeah, yeah, the, I don't the, know. The Jags, I, he, he the Jags missed, sucked this year, but James Robinson was fantastic. One game. Huh? And like he he missed he also missed a lot a couple games in the in like the end middle of the season. I think he missed some games at the end of the season. Yeah, but I, I agree, he's another rookie that absolutely could be looked at for this list. I think Herbert would still get it over him. But I mean, Justin Jefferson just was insane this year. He had seven touchdowns. He averaged like sixteen yards a catch. Just I don't I don't know. Like how 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 did he not win? Yeah, fourteen hundred receiving yards. Fourteen hundred receiving yards. That's insane. Yeah, That's I'm just insanity. saying Robinson Robinson had two, uh what a 10,000 or not 10,000. That'd be a hell of a season. Uh 1,070 yards and seven touchdowns in only 14 games. So he was on pace to probably get I'd say 1200 to 1250 in a rookie hmm. year. That's yeah, and you know what if he didn't get hurt like it's maybe two he'd games be higher he up the list. Yeah. And he's also playing for the Jaguars which is even more good. impressive because if you're going to get 1,070 rushing yards, once the team's losing, they're not running anymore. So, and they were losing pretty much every game other than their first game. So, yeah, just crazy that – I mean, good for Herbert. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm happy stop. he won it, but I'm, I'm, I really think that Jefferson got screwed. Look, if you want to take stats into account, like Herbert was six in passing yards, Jefferson was fourth in receiving yards. So, you know, let's just – Yeah, it's – Think about it. Like It's nuts. I mean – so, in other words, Justin Jefferson gets the big slump in Offensive Rookie of the Year title. He can I, come yeah. on and speak if he wants to. Just get, get in contact with us. Um, yeah. Would you come discuss on the pod? So, yeah, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Chase Young. Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. I think those are all self-explanatory. 
Um, we already talked about snubs. Jefferson and TJ Watt is a debatable one. I think Justin Jefferson is the, without a doubt, a snub there. A weird report came out this week, though. I- I'm sure you saw this, Trevor. Texans say Watson is not on the trade market, which is like, what the hell has been happening this whole like past three weeks where we think Watson's going to get traded? We're just wondering where and when. Is this like a Houston thing? That their best player just is going to ask for a trade, and then the team's just like, "Yeah, we're not going to trade you." You think he's going to borrow James Harden's fat suit? If if Deshaun Watson wants a trade, he's going to get a trade. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen before the season. I would hope for the Texans' sake that it does. I hope for his sake too. Yeah, Houston. um, (laughs) Houston, you you clearly have a problem, and uh, Deshaun Watson wants out, and he's your best player. If he wants out, he's going to get what he wants. So. It, it just with, with the way these, these leagues become more player centric, I think the more and more you're going to see these players, if they ask for something, they're probably going to get it, like especially the studs. So mm-hmm. players are getting more power. <laughs> the Texans just continue to look like clowns. I continue to just like laugh every time I hear a story come out of their camp. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's a disgrace. It's, I'm sorry if you're a Texans fan. Like this just sucks. But you know what? I think even Texans fans are like, Please, like, just get Deshaun Watson out of here. He deserves <laughs> so much better than this. Like, they, they're they pulling just, a Lions they just want, fan. They, they just want him Stafford. to be saved. They, oh. Yeah. It's just, please, like, get him out of Houston. So, yeah, just, just Houston is just it's a clown show. messages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an absolute dumpster fire right now. Um, Jets, on the other hand, are apparently being contacted about Darnold from, from interested teams that are looking for a trade. Um, I feel like the Jets put that report out just to try to create some buzz around Darnold to say like, Oh yeah, we've been contacted for, for a trade with Sam Darnold. And I'm guessing there are some teams that are interested, but I'm guessing they're trying to make it seem like teams are more interested than they really are right now. But yeah, we'll, we'll see where he goes. I don't know. It's the Jets. What, what, <laughs> We're talking about the Texans about and the we'll Jets see. at this point. Trevor is just done with it. Um, all right. Uh, a little bit on a, a sadder note, Marty Schottenheimer died today at the age of 77. A famous coach in the NFL. Some of the best moments I've seen on film when he's just like great NFL a, films guy. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's got you know, some great clips. There's a gleam. Mm-hmm. There's a gleam, gentlemen. Like he just the longest pause I think in a quarter in a coach speech where he just says something. Waits, I want to say like 40 seconds, which might not seem long, but it's an absurd amount of long time during a, the middle of a speech, and then he continues. So. Uh, rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. Thanks for all the NFL clips and a great career. Condolences to your family. Um, honestly, seemed, I think the best part about him that, like, what, what I hear reports are is that he, obviously he, like, he kind of gets emotional. He cries a little, but that he cared so much about every player, not just the superstars, not just the, the great players. But if he had to cut that first player that, let's say you and Trevor were on the team, we know he's not making it past the first week. Schottenheimer would be so upset and just sad, like just cutting any random nobody. And I, I just think it's such a good man. So rest in peace, Marty. Um, yeah, really sad, really big part of the Chargers, you know, mm-hmm. organization history. Chargers, Browns. Yeah. He's been on several teams. Uh, Mahomes underwent surgery for his turf toe. Uh, obviously, he had that, I think, three weeks ago. He had a turf toe issue in that uh, Browns game, uh, as well as the concussion. Um but yeah, oh, they under- they they love talking about that during the Super Bowl. Tony yeah, Romo, he, he, every he, other play is like, you know, he's running around there with, he it, with that toe great injury. Running too, he looked fine. Like he, no, no, it might have been an excruciating amount of pain. Yeah, he scrambled for 490 yards. It's not like he couldn't move. Um, yeah. and so 
But yeah, he's undergoing surgery for it, which I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what are you, what are you gonna do to his toe? How do you unturf a turf toe? That's my question. You you take the turf out of it, obviously. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. 100 correct. But yeah, so yep. that that's just something happening. Um, I think that wraps us up for football. Unless anyone wants some final words on the Super Bowl, free agency, off season. All right, let's go to basketball. Um, NBA power rankings. So ESPN, the Lakers actually moved back up to one. Um, Utah jumped to number two. They moved up two spots. Clippers dropped from two to three. Philadelphia drops from three to four. And then the Bucks moved from seven to five. So that's the top five. Thoughts? <laughs> did, you, did you guys see the, the end of the game last night? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are the Lakers? The Lakers always seem to go to OT. Like, they went to OT against the Thunder again. Like, they, they play these, like, they're not garbage teams. Like, like I said, the NBA's got were some they, pretty decent parity. Were they double OT against the Kings, was it? It was the Pistons. The Pistons, yeah. <laughs> and like, obviously, Don't try, like, man. The Lakers, like, they, 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 they still win, but it's like, well, they're, they're kind of, like, weird right now. Like, they're super weird, you know? Like, what, are, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? They're not know. trying. They're just floating right now, <laughs> nonchalant right now. They're, Which, they're they, just they, they, do this, they do it so much. Do this. LeBron teams yes. always do this. But, like, LeBron's playing. Like, sometimes you can say it's like – I guess he does He does play a lot, though, even when they're like – I don't know. It, Anthony Davis, I think, was missing for that, the game against the Thunder, which obviously had an impact. But, I don't know. They're just coasting again. They're number, but they're the number one team. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I, I like Utah whatever. at number two, actually. Like, they've been one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Yeah. I don't know if they're better than the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers have, like, played those really tough games against teams that we don't think they should be um, going to overtime with. But, yeah, I mean, Utah has been very hot. I think that's fair to move them to two. I think Clippers at three is completely fine. And the 76ers are having a great year. And the Bucks at five makes sense. I mean, this is probably I'd my favorite. The, yeah, uh, I'd put the Nuggets at five. They beat Utah. They did. Yeah. And they beat Utah. I put the Nuggets yeah, but, at five. But, but you know what? That I was, you could – like, the, the Nuggets, like, they did beat Utah. But Utah's still 19-5. and five. The Nuggets are sitting at 12-10. and 10. Like, And, and they, also – They've just though, been less consistent, I even think. Even though the Nuggets beat Utah, that was, I think, Utah's first loss in, like – that was their 12th game. They were on an 11-game win streak. Right. So, so they were on no, fire. No, but I'm saying I'm – saying you're, you're meant to – it's not like sometimes you're, you're due, you know. It's, yeah, you're due for not a everyone's going to be the the seventy three and nine. You know uh, what? Utah lost that game a week ago, and, and they bounced back. Whatever, the Warriors. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying Nuggets are better than Utah. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I think the Nuggets are top five. Oh yeah, that, that, that's I, a fine I, argument if you want to say the Nuggets, but I think they're struggling with inconsistency. Yeah, I I do like the Nuggets, but yeah, and they did beat the Jazz, but you know what? They also like. They freaking lost to the Bucks, Kings, and Lakers in three straight games. I mean, Kings so, and Lakers hasn't lost to the Bucks, tough, Kings, and Lakers in three straight games. But if you want to be top five, games, you and win it's more. not like any of those games were that close. I mean, the Kings was, but it's the Kings, which are, have been an up and down team. So, you know, yeah. it's. I, I understand. They like lost they, to the Spurs. They had a nice stretch, which honestly, let's not ignore. Yeah, like, they had like five straight wins, or like they went like seven and two or something like that. I mean, they beat the Suns twice back to back. And overdone, yeah, so we're not great. saying they're a bad team, but I don't know if they're top five material yet. But I, I, res- I respect their inclusion because they do have the talent to be it. I, I do think the – I think Denver's at like seven right now. Like they're, they're pretty close to top five. Um, Raptors are at 18. They move up three spots from 21 last week. And the Bulls are – they stayed the exact same at 26, which honestly I think is pretty fair for the Bulls. But, Josh, let's hear your Raptors take. 
it's still too low. I mean, the last week they've been on fire. Like they they lost that game to uh, the, Hawks. They, the Hawks. Yeah, that, that that was bad at the end. But it, it eh, that was that was the day after the Kevin Durant weird shit. And I'll give them a pass for that. But they annihilated the Grizzlies last night. They beat Brooklyn in pretty convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. And you know they they were they were a top fifteen team. You will not convince me otherwise. I do I, not care. I think... Until, I think the Raptors, like, they dug themselves a pretty big hole at the start of the season, which is why their record doesn't look so great. But, I mean, recently they've been playing really well, aside from that streak of three games and the Atlanta game, uh, the Pacers, Bucks, and Kings. So they're playing great basketball. Pascal yeah, they're playing really, really well really right good. now. And so, really, honestly, really I think Chris Boucher's been playing actually, like, playing again to more minutes, which has been nice to see. But, yeah, I, I think 18, obviously, they're, they're trending in the right direction. I think if Josh thinks they're top 15 – that was a plus three last week. Maybe they'll get a plus three for next week. I just um, think that they need a big. They, they get. They, they, there's rumors they're interested in Andre Drummond. I think if they get Andre Drummond, uh, what? I can do it. You can do it. I'll be the <laughs> Look, Raptors big. I've been bulking Scott, up. Scott, I know you're an Andre Drummond guy, and Josh, it sounds like you want him. I don't know if you maybe you want him. I love. I want him over Aaron Baines, dude. I, I love Drummond. <laughs> I mean, He'd be a horrible fit for the Raptors. I don't know if he'd be horrible, but like I don't know Dude, if he would you, add wins. Like Aaron Baines is so bad. Anyone would be better. Anyone. I, I know, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the case because Aaron Baines like feels like he can fit into places a little better. Like eventually, like Andre Drummond. Like, eventually, Andre Drummond just kind of is Andre Drummond no matter where he goes, and I don't know if that's a good thing because he's not going to be great on defense. He's not going to shoot okay. at a high percentage, and he's a. You're going to get okay. summer rim protecting. Like, he actually Drummond is great at steals. Like really good steals for center. I guess you're I gonna mean, get a bunch of rebounds. How, no how second, much Aaron no Baines have chance. you watched this year, Trevor? Look, I don't watch a lot of Raptors games. I know he hasn't been good, but like he's been bad, really bad. Scott, Trevor, he has been the worst big I've he, seen he in was, my entire life. He was plus twenty five when the Raptors beat the Nets. That's okay, great. but he misses at least two open <laughs> lamps a game. Yeah. So if you're telling me he's not he's not good on defense, I'm not, I'm not, okay. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm, like I don't know if I'm Drummond's just saying like, if you're if you're trading out Baines for Drummond straight up. Oh, there's no way. You're at least getting more rebounds. You're at least getting more rebounds on Andre Drummond, and, and I will more take those points. rebounds more. In, yeah, give me no. I don't I mean, care. Yeah, but his scoring. Three, I just feel like his scoring so inefficient. It like, is extreme. I, I love Drummond, but his scoring is very inefficient. And right now for the Cavs, it shouldn't be that bad. Getting like a getting like thirty four percent usage rate. Which, yeah. no wonder they're not winning that much. You can't win with that. Give Sexton and Garland more. In, uh, it's, just, it's horrible. But, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, if you think Drummond and Bain straight up, that's not going to happen. That means Raptors are giving up at least a first-round pick, which would just be oh, – a free agent then there. Who, Drummond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but – They're, they're not a first-round pick for up. half a season. But they're not going to – why would they like, want – why would they want Baines for Drummond? No, I'm talking about comparing the two. Oh. Yeah, you no want you want pay package to look like. Andre is not kind of a first round pick for half a season. No way. No, not at all. But I'm just saying, there's no way they're gonna just be like, oh yeah, we'll take Baines off your hand. Here's a solid. No, if Baines the backup center playing like I don't know, 15 minutes a game, ish. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. We'll, we'll oh, God, we'll see what happens with them. Um. All right, and then some other things about the NBA. LeBron says he has zero enjoy energy and zero excitement for the NBA All Star game. LeBron is everyone. He is. I mean, I think De'Aaron. I'm excited Fox for it, but like, I shouldn't do it. Yeah, I'm I, not excited for it. I, LeBron I'm said with, that I'm if, with LeBron if he, here. If he does get selected. He'll play. He's just like he was told by the you know NBA and NBA PA that they're not expected to have an All Star game. They're not really prepared. They don't. 
it just I, it, it's a pretty condensed schedule. He thought it was going to be like a five day break, which would be honestly probably really helpful for those teams trying to win another championship. Um, but yeah, just kind of kind of makes sense. I thought that was actually a reasonable response by LeBron. Um, something I wrote down that I thought was noteworthy was so on Saturday night, Curry scored fifty seven points. Doncic scored 42 points, and Jokic scored 50 points. I feel like we are getting some insane scoring performances from players this year. Obviously, Van Vliet had 54. Um, Beal has been going off, like, all year, and just you don't know when he's going to get 50. He's, like, second in the NBA in scoring or leading it, I think. he's insane. Um, (laughs) I just feel like we've had a lot of those awesome performances, and I think it's really cool that we had three – Huge games on Saturday. I uh, just wanted to, that was almost one of the things I liked. But I just wanted I was just so happy that we had football this year. They had to put that one down. Um, so yeah, uh, Knicks acquired Derrick Rose again. They have Derrick Rose. It didn't really end well last time, which I'll talk about in a sec. But yeah, Knicks get Derrick Rose from the Pistons for Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second round pick. Um, I feel like Derrick J- Rose when he got traded from the Knicks last time or released. Uh, he, he like just wasn't like really answering. He wasn't showing up to games. It was a really weird moment. I don't know if he was in a dark spot in his life. Um, obviously, he's been doing a lot better the past couple of years. Um, and, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr., who's played with the Mavs, played with the Knicks, super athletic, could shoot, I think, pretty well, but has been playing in the G League. Um, he's getting a chance with the Pistons, it looks like. So, yeah, what, what do you guys think about this trade? Dibs is not done with Derrick Rose's knees just yet. I didn't even think about Tibbs and Rose again. Holy crap. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler was saying he's bringing the band back together. <laughs> Jimmy uh, to New York. For the third time. <laughs> oh, Taj is on I, the Knicks yeah. too. I think Dude, Joe, I, Joe Joe came out of retirement, question mark. What is what, – like, Derek Rose. I, I saw know. a tweet. I saw a tweet that said uh, Tibbs is always going to be invited to Derek Rose's barbecues the rest of his life. I want I want Derek I want Derek Rose like to get a ring. I want him to win and like I just uh, he keeps like these these moves like these teams he's on it's just like it feels weird. It feels like he he doesn't have a place right now. Like I'm not sure about like how you guys feel. Like it just feels like so like I get it. It's like it's like oh Derek Rose with Tibbs again. Haha, but like he's he's on the Knicks and I I know the Knicks are like decent. Like not decent, but like they're better this year. But it's just like I don't know. Like, what is this going to end up doing? Like, I mean, he's going I don't know from, why they got him. He's going from think... the, the Knicks to the – the Pistons to the Knicks. Like, it's Hasn't not like he's been like – good? What? Hasn't quickly been good? You want to develop that guy. Yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah but this, this, this is also Tibbs, who does not play rookies. Like, if you look, they Please. drafted Toppin, and he's playing, like, four or five minutes a game. And this is – obviously got injured. But, like, literally Tibbs is known for just playing veterans, like, the whole game. I mean, Randall's probably you know playing 38 minutes a game. At the end of the day, this is an upgrade from the Pistons. So, you know what? Yes, yeah, the Knicks is. have won it a is. lot this year. Yes, <laughs> the, the, this is an upgrade. So, I mean, I guess that's isn't that good. wild? Yeah, the I mean, Knicks they're 11 and 14 upgrade. compared to five and 18 for the Pistons. That's like going so. from the Jags to the Jets, and you're like, well, you're you're getting a better team because they won yeah. three games. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, right. I feel I like I want to feel bad for him, but it, it's just you know this is I think this is his life now. He's getting like the Isaiah Thomas treatment. He's just he's just you know he's hanging around. He's he exists and he's a good player, but he's gonna just hang around Tibbs and like kind of be a backup veteran starter kind of thing. I don't know. God, I swear <laughs> to God, if Tibbs does the veteran playing, just like, don't hurt him. Just, yeah, don't make him. Don't run him to the ground again. Don't Uncle like Derek Rose. That's Tibbs. Tibbs plays you too much. Next, thing you know they'll be down by thirty. 
and they'll be like, Rose, get out there and play another 15 minutes. And you're like, no. Hey, shout up. out Dennis Smith Jr. though. Uh, he, the Dennis Smith Jr. sighting. What happened to he him? He has not been in, in the headlines for a while. Um, yeah, he's averaging three points, uh, 0.7 rebounds. He wasn't playing one assist. Slips. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can see more Dennis Smith Jr. I'm, he was like exciting when he came in the league, and now he's. I mean, like, the dude asked to go to the G League because he was never playing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll see him. I think that's that's the takeaway. <laughs> I mean, let's see. Last time he was playing, twenty eight minutes was about two years ago. Yeah. He shot twenty eight percent from three. That's with good. four four attempts a game, which is not great. Um, field goal percentage was. 46%. That's actually not bad. Uh, not great on rebounds. Five assists per game was actually pretty solid. One steal a game. Um, yeah. I mean, hopefully I getting mean, him out of New York is he good. Was, he was okay. Like, he wasn't, like, a star, but he was a good player. Um, no, but, like, he, was, he hasn't been, like, what he was, like, the exciting with his, player. With his athleticism and shooting ability, yeah. Like, I think people have really high expectations. Um, okay. And then a really, really odd story that came out today. Oh, yeah. Malik Beasley. Gets a 120-day jail sentence. Um, but he doesn't have to serve it yet. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, he, he doesn't have to serve it yet. Uh, I believe they say he might be able to serve it from, from home confinement and just, like, you know, just stay at home for 120 days. I don't know. Following in uh, KCP's footsteps. <laughs> that I was going to say. That, yeah, that, that and, was... And so this so is fun. all, uh, I believe this has to do with September arrests um, for threats of violence. Yeah, I think it was like a drug weapon charge. I'm not sure the specifics for, but from what the news I, the news said it was like drugs and weapons, basically. So I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like it was a super serious charge if they're letting him play in the NBA still, but he has a sentence <laughs> to serve. So I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I have him in fantasy basketball, and I, I like, was wondering, I'm like, is this, is this an IR spot? Like, what do I do here? Is this a drop? Is there a Well, he's going to play. <laughs> yeah, but he's playing he's this year. Playing. So I, I, that's just, it's just a weird story. Um, yeah, and he's actually been having a career year, so it's going to be interesting to see how. But yeah, this I, I mean, he's him. he's always been a good scorer, but then with Cat going down, his usage has gone up. He he's scoring like twenty points a game right now, five rebounds a game, really good yeah. year. Um, he, the Timberwolves actually did resign him last year, a pretty good contract. Um, yeah, that's what we got for basketball. Um, hopefully another fun week of basketball, hockey. Um, since we are recording on Tuesday, the power rankings have not been released yet. Uh, just a note, the Hurricanes added former captain Justin Williams, a special advisor to the GM. He won a Stanley Cup with the Hurricanes in 2006. He's also Mr. Game 7, some of the most clutch goals, and just just one of the best records in Game 7s in the NHL history. So that's a really cool thing. Um, other news, if Trevor wants to talk about the Penn State tweet, <laughs> and then we can go to baseball. So, Trevor, you want, want to tell us, you love this tweet. so I love – I, I don't know. I just the athletic pro, especially like college athletics programs, seem to have like have really like just stupid, funny tweets like for no reason. Like I don't know why they made this tweet. Uh, but basically, on what was the day, guys? It was so on February fourth, <laughs> Penn State football tweeted out. Uh, that's a lot of Super Bowl Super Bowls. Hashtag made in Happy Valley. Hashtag we are. And it's a graphic of a Penn Stater has appeared in every Super Bowl. And they chose like size 48 font. Like they chose a font that basically takes up half the page. <laughs> and then in the bottom in like 12, 11 point fonts, like except for five since 1967. And they just got roasted. Like everyone was like, except for five, like this and that. <laughs> it's so <laughs> just, stupid. 
<laughs> it's Look, also like, it. like it is cool. Say, like it's a lot of Super say, Bowls. No, but. no, it, it, it's notable. But don't say except for five since 1967. Just say except for five Super Bowls, because all Super like, Bowls have been since 1967. If you would have just said, you know, Penn State has had a player in every Super Bowl except for five. How crazy is that? Fine, but the fact that they had it in the small font, they like, had it in like the it. tiny small print, like you're not supposed to read it, like. <laughs> It's just a ridiculous. Absolutely absurd. It, it, it was, Dude, there were like even other like the New Hampshire Fisher Cats were like <laughs> responding like the Fisher Cats have won every championship except for thirteen since two thousand four. <laughs> I, I tweeted out oh. like the Iowa State Cyclones have won every Big Twelve championship they've played in except for one. Obviously, yeah. so it's like it's stupid. It's just like why would you? It's tweet just this? funny because like it's they were so close to having like a completely fine tweet, except yeah. that they they, they it just. Yeah, and and it's still an impressive accomplishment. That's the sad part. Is like we're no one's like saying that's bad. Like it's impressive you've had a player in pretty much every Super Bowl except five. But the way they tried to hide it was just it was just pure comedy. It was really funny. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a great like check blue check mark Twitter at its finest. Like the a brand just tweeting out just a stupid tweet, <laughs> like. And they just get roasted for it. I loved it. It, it was my tweet of the week. <laughs> All right. Josh is going to take us through baseball. So whenever you're ready. Uh, a, a smaller week, all things considered. We got a bunch of minor league signings, a bunch of one-year signings. Uh, just a couple of big names. Felix Hernandez is going to Baltimore on a minor league deal. I kind of hope they stay with the Braves. Looked like in spring training last year that he was going to be good. And then Corona happened. And uh, – we never, we, we never knew he opted out. And then so twins got Alex Colome. That happened because Nelson Cruz is like great friends with like Alex Colome's cousin or something. And so they, 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 yeah, I guess that's the story there. So they wanted to play together. Timeless Stella, three years, 19 million, 18.75 to the Giants. That's not that great of an investment, but good for him for getting three years. He's a pretty good player. No, he's not like great, but he's, he's good. He's not going to hurt your team. Good contact hitter. Uh, old, old. Old former best catcher in baseball, Jonathan Lucroy, to the White Sox, the minor league deal, but he's not good anymore. He's been good for a few years. And then uh, after the Nolan Arenado trade, um, the Cardinals tweeted out reunited again with that picture of Fowler and Arenado together. And then the next day, <laughs> they traded Fowler to the Angels. And that was pretty funny. Basically, they had fun with that. But that's good for Dexter Fowler to be back in Anaheim with Joe Madden, where it was very well known Dexter Fowler did not like playing for the Cardinals, was not having a good time there. So very good. Uh, for him to get out of there and be with Joe Madden again, and I hope he's going to be in a better place because Dexter Fowler should be having fun playing baseball. You know what the the trade was for, or was it like cash considerations? Or played it was really just later? for nothing. It was really just cash. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, Braves, I guess, are betting that they're the DH is going to come soon. The NL, they gave Ozuna four years, sixty five million. It's a lot, a lot of money, and uh, I think they're assuming that the DH is coming. It's the only way that makes sense for NL I team. Mean, it's to do not that. this year, so yeah, but. I still think it's hilarious he used to be a center fielder. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Bauer got three and one, 102 from the Dodgers, which is a ton of money. He is now technically the most highest-played player in baseball of all time, so the biggest contract ever. And I, I you, think it's – isn't it – he can opt out after each year? Yep, and I almost guarantee he's going to do that for the next year because the only thing Trevor Bauer needs is attention. And uh, I guarantee he'll do this again every single year. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know. I mean, he's getting paid like 45 million. I think like, like 40. Can he make a bet with someone? Like if he signed like a long-term deal yes. somewhere? Yes. Yeah. What was so. the, what was the bet? You... But this isn't that I don't long. I a long, years, years ago. A prime yeah. Bauer is not, he could have probably got five to six years. 
Right, but he wanted to have the biggest contract of all time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not the biggest cumulative, but if you want to break it down on a year-by-year basis, he's the highest paid player He's of all making time. $40 million plus each of the next two seasons. Yeah, um, he's making yeah, talk, more talk than three franchises. The, talk about what that means for the Dodgers. That's well, crazy. I want to talk about how like he's making more than his, – his alone is bigger payroll than the Rays and Pirates. That's just ridiculous. So That's such an imbalance. Don't be mad at Bauer for that. Be mad at the Rays and Pirates. I'd be mad at the MLB. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's something has to be done. I think there has to be a salary floor. Um, uh, the, the Dodgers have legitimate seven really good starters now. Legitimate seven. They're seven deep. Kershaw, Bauer, Price, Bueller, May, Gonson, Urias. Uh, am I forgetting anyone? I'm probably forgetting somebody too. That's which is, seven, just, but I, I do think we are missing one too, which is nuts. It just they're just so stupid deep that you're forgetting like the Al- these are all front the front line guys and it's it's crazy that they're so so deep and they could trade so, off those guys to even more stacked it's incredible. We yeah. also had a do you have anything else you want to say about that before we move on? I'm oh, I'm just curious like like you said they have seven starters so obviously they're going to probably do a five man rotation if they all stay healthy that's really not a problem but then they can do a six have, man. What are you gonna, do you yeah, I'm thinking are they going to have Julio Urias out of the bullpen because I feel like he's, I don't know what they're going to do. Probably better there. Dustin May, I think, should definitely be in that starting five. Well, they just don't. They don't trust Dustin May for whatever reason. They I know they never have. I don't know what he's, they're gonna do. He has filthy stuff. I think they're just waiting for him to get it together. If someone's gonna trade, I think it's him. I think him and Price are there. Are we the ones? That I think Price. Um, but they did just. They haven't even. I wonder if Price got a ring. That's, I'm, I asked that when he got one. I'm like, does he get one? Does he I need wonder. to opt into that last game just to get one? I bet um, he didn't get one. All right. So let's. Uh, yeah. What's what else do we got? Uh, we got a rare major league player for major league player trade. I mean, there are managers involved, but for the most part, it was Elvis Andrews for, for Rangers. I mean, athletics, Chris Davis, now Rangers. And uh, that's super weird. You're going to see Elvis Andrews in another uniform. He's been the Rangers shortstop for like 12 years now. Like it's incredible how long he's been around and seeing, I don't like seeing guys who've been around that long switching teams, especially to division rivals. And Chris Davis was an A for never too. So that just makes me sad. Uh, Cubs adjacent news, Mets signed Albert Amar Jr. for like a million. He's not, Right, he could. Uh, he's a weird thing. He was on a way to being a pretty good player, and then he hits a girl in the face with a foul ball, which obviously wasn't his fault. But from that point on, he was not the same, unfortunately. And he's a well-known, just great dude. So I hope the best for him. And uh, yeah, um, sure. MLB, MLPA agreed on some uh, health and safety COVID type stuff. There's seven, seven inning double headers again, and the extra innings guy on second base is still happening. That's the only changes. We should have brought that a full season. Uh, no universal DH should be should be pretty good. I think it's going to be harder to do it for full 162, but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Hopefully by the time like May comes around, the vaccine is super, super easy to get and all the players can get vaccinated and we're good to go. And then and it feels like we're talking about someone dying every single week and it sucks, but Pedro Gomez, ESPN reporter, uh, passed away unexpectedly. And that just sucks. I don't, I don't have any experience with him other than watching him on TV, but he was well known for being the guy that covered Barry Bonds during the home run chase for three years. And the only guy that Barry Bonds would talk to, which it says testament to his character and how much he was loved. Barry Bonds, a well-known asshole would talk to him. Uh, and if you want to hear any stories, just go on Twitter and type in Pedro Gomez in the search bar and click enter. And everyone has stories. Everyone has stories. And there, uh, uh, there was a really cool story. Um, so a Cubs fan in 2017. So a year after we won the world series, uh, he was talking to a Cubs fan in, in, in the play, playoffs. I think he was covering them or covering that series. He asked, like, hey, do you think they're going to make it through the series? And the Cubs fan said, I, I don't think we're going to make it out of this round. I think the other team's just too competitive and we're not going to get past. And he's like, you know, thanks for sharing. Like, obviously, you know your stuff. And he handed her uh, a cork. 
mm-hmm. and the cork was from the 2016 World Series celebration. And it just like he carries those and he would collect them just so that he could hand them out to, you know, those fans and give them a bunch of joy. It, it just shows like, it, it's just crazy. He died too young, unexpected, out of nowhere. And just, yeah, I mean, just, his last, his last tweet was, uh, replying to a minor league baseball twitter account saying who's your favorite minor league moment or something and it was a picture of him with his son who's a pitcher from the, in the red sox organization and it just it sucks like everyone everyone loved him and it was so obvious yeah. everyone loved him and I, I i whenever he was on tv for me i like listening to him more than i like listening to most reporters not that i you know dislike any reporters but like i really like pedro gomez and that just it just sucks it just sucks rest in peace dude all right um we're going to try to pick up the mood a little bit and, and get some happier and more fun things. So we're going to do, we, we alluded to this earlier, top players you cannot count out um, across any sport. People. Uh, people. Drafting Players people you counts, can't count right? out. Top people. Drafting people you can't count out. Okay, I'll change the title. <laughs> so top people you cannot count out. Um, so Josh top had the- people you can't count out. <laughs> <laughs> So Josh had the first pick last week. Um, Trevor is going to be the coordinator of the Packers. <laughs> yeah, you can count him out. Um, Greg Williams, Adam Gates. <laughs> Greg uh, Williams. But yeah, Trevor's going to be picking first, followed by Josh, followed by me, and then we're going to snake back. So Trevor, if you're ready with the first pick, you can I mean, okay, it. like, how bad am I going to screw Josh if I take him? Like, extremely. Because there's like That's there's the exact a guy I want to take, but like. It could, uh, you screw me if you don't take him, because then Josh gets a steal. It's not a steal. You, you, you weren't it's getting him regardless. You're not getting him regardless. I know, Look, but then you're uh, you're not okay. getting him regardless. No matter what happens, try to pretend you're not getting I, it. I thought about it, and I I don't think I can't not take him. <laughs> so, what, <laughs> so I think I think I gotta take him. I gotta take Tom Brady. I gotta take touchdown Tom. I know, like. There are other players you you can take here, but I don't think anyone's been doubted as much as him throughout his career, especially at the end, and then just always shown up. I know, like, what does he have? Like ten Super Bowl appearances or eleven? I don't know. He's something ridiculous. He's got super he's super championships. He's got seven championships. Uh, like, I know it's a chalk pick. I want to like be a little, a little like off the wall for my the rest of my draft here, but I think. I think I got to go Brady. I think it's the NFL. It's, it's my favorite sport. And he's a guy that's, he's the guy that's dominated it my entire existence. <laughs> so I got to go Brady. I have to. All right. If All right. I don't, I'm, I'm a fool. Yeah, you I, are I, know a fool who, I think I know who Josh is going to take two and there's only two I wanted, but go for it, Josh. I'm going to take Michael Jordan. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what I really need to say. Michael Jordan is my opinion, the greatest athlete of all time. And I, I like he's like I I, I he, I'm he's the ultimate this. like don't count him out. He literally like came back because people were like talking shit about him. Like <laughs> and he then came he, back and played basketball. It's like well, I'll just win three more championships. Like <laughs> yeah, like he's I just the ultimate like I'll put it in like this kind of perspective. Like we we're all we're all from Chicago land. Um, I'm 23 years old at the time recording this, so I didn't have the pleasure of really watching anything but the Wizards years and remembering it. And uh, Michael Jordan was a uh, like a goal to aspire to is the be like mike and uh i feel like i heard that like, before what i heard I, I think i heard that be like mike thing before that that's a that's catchy they should use that in a slogan 
Well, they have, they have, and you know, you don't want to be like Mike. Don't cut out touchdown Tom and be like Mike. And uh, Trevor, was that going to be your pick if you weren't going to take Tom? No. Okay, save it, save it. I, I, I thought that that, I thought those were the clear number top two, which really think, sucks think, to be picking I think at three. The person that I would have picked would have gone in the top three. So I'm curious to see what happens here. No, I think I'm picking completely out of the blue now. Okay. Those are my top two, and after that, I'm, I'm just. Yeah, no, I think Josh. I think Michael. I think off. I think there's a clear pick here, but I, I, hey, go you ahead. Wanna, you want to say it? No, no, no. It's it, this is a draft, I'm Scott. I'm not going to reveal my big board. Cool. All right, I All think right. I have Trevor's pick. I'm going to pick. You probably do. I don't think I do. I'm going to pick Peyton Manning. Yep. That was that, your guy. No. Oh. So Peyton Manning has the most fourth quarter comebacks of all time. Mm-hmm. With 43, he has also played, I believe, three less – or he's played three less seasons than Tom Brady. So, per season and per career, he is better at coming back. So, I'm, I'm taking Peyton Manning for that reason. Uh, he had a 21-point comeback against, I believe, a Monday Night Football in 2000 and – I want to say three. I don't know. I don't remember. My memory is trash. I was probably like five. But he did it. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna take him with my my first pick. I really wanted Brady or Jordan, so that's not helpful. Uh, my next pick, I'm gonna go with Tracy McGrady. Uh, that might be odd as well, but I'm mainly doing it because of go, okay, go I'm gonna get laughed at. What? Oh, go, go ahead, go for it, dude. There's he definitely got, an NBA player I would have picked before Tracy. I have three. two NBA players <laughs> way before him, but <laughs> no, no, I'm no, changing Scott, my pick. Just, no, 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 it's no, done. No. You said the name, it's done. I mean, you could change stone. Pick, I just okay, no, but McGrady had 13 points in 33 seconds, and for that yeah. reason alone, you can't ever count him out. Like the yeah. fact that he was able to win a game and score that amount of points in that little time, it's absurd. And I, I think that's a legendary moment. He's done it at least once, and that is more than probably any other player in NBA history. No, I mean, he, he, Tracy he's McGrady a player an all-time that scorer. He out a and... whole team, and he had to hit every shot in that order. He did it. Yeah. And for that reason, no. you can't count him out. I, I, I agree. I, I My think... list is so weird. I do not like it. I wish this was the one <laughs> draft. I do not wish I was picking third. Uh, Josh, your turn. All right, so I'm making this pick – Anticipating this is Trevor's guy. Uh, if it's not, I have I my next down, two ready. I, I wrote have my down next what I think Josh. Is I don't picking. look. I don't think anyone's gonna pick for the rest of my draft because I wrote down <laughs> who I think Josh is picking. Okay, so if you're not gonna take him, I think I'm safe. I'll take him after you. You might done. take it. I don't I'm know. gonna take Tiger Woods. Oh, okay, that's a great. I, pick. I thought of that one. I'm gonna take Tiger Woods, and uh, this is the guy. Whenever he's like an institution in golf and changed the game to make it more popular for a younger demographic, and. Uh, you still tune on. To, I don't watch any golf. Honestly, I don't. I've never golfed in my life. But you turn on TV and you always have like the Tiger Tracker and seeing what he's doing. Is you just can't count him out. Any moment he can come back in a tournament and win it. He even won one recently. I remember when he's like after all the injuries and stuff. So I'm not an expert in golf, but I'm pretty sure you can't count out Tiger. No, Tiger Woods is definitely. He definitely deserves a spot. I want to ruin he... Josh's credibility <laughs> with this pick. Um, Josh has golfed before at. No, Dragon Range is not golfing. He no. has went golfing and he is practically no. semi-pro, if no. I have to say so myself. I went to Top Golf once, <laughs> and he was amazing. So he's lying to you, listeners. Or make your pick. I'm, I'm done with this. You mean Scott? 
No, it's your pick, Trevor. Oh. Wait, Scott, what was your second? Your second pick was Tracy McGrady. Yeah, you remember the name. Don't count him out. (laughs) All right, let's let's go to the big board here. Uh, I should put myself on my list. I think I I think everyone's counting out my list already. Was Tiger Woods on your list, Trevor? (laughs) Honestly, I I didn't put him on my list, but that's just because I didn't think about it. But yeah, he absolutely should be on it. He's a top three pick in my eyes. But who is Tiger Woods? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next pick, there's no way any of you have it, but one of the greatest comebacks, clutch comebacks of all time. I'm taking the United, the entire Allied Forces, uh, 1939 to 1945. Just Germany blew like a 3-1 to one country lead against the UK. Just completely ridiculous. This is not a person. <laughs> it's a group of people. No, this, we agreed on this. You can't take... What okay. did we agree on okay, this? Wait, wait, start. What? Time out, time out. So when, when I said what? this is top players you cannot count out, I'm pretty sure Trevor made me change it to... Oh, wait, you want to do top people you cannot count out? I've said people every this time. This isn't like a surprise. This is ridiculous. This is absurd. This is, I, probably one of the greatest comebacks of all time. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what stacks up against them. It's I mean, not a comeback. Freaking Germany tried to invade Russia in the winter. What kind of moron does that? Yeah, but you know what? They had pretty much all of Western Europe occupied or controlled by fascists, and they, they, they blew it. That's, and the Allied forces, you can't count them out. You can't. They, they've done it twice, and you just can't count them out. So that's my next pick. Whichever your mic got a little, got a little oh, quiet. No. Josh literally still. corrected you in the chat saying, you mean players? I said, I, listen. <laughs> I've, All right. I've never said players. I will take my next pick now. <laughs> Wait, no, no. Trevor goes again. Oh, you're right. God. <laughs> okay. What the hell, Trevor? All right. So, Trevor, you took Allied Forces with the sixth overall pick. Who are you taking with the seventh? Okay. Um... That's a joke of a draft. <laughs> Hey, hang on. Now I know just... why Trevor has enough to do a five-person draft because he's doing everything. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So, basically, okay. Here's my next pick. I'm gonna take Pete Weber. Do you guys know who Pete Weber is? Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> Pete Weber needing who do you think you are? I <laughs> needing no, a strike him? in the fifth U.S. Open or <laughs> his fifth U.S. Open title. The obvious pick scores a strike and immediately shouts to the crowd, "Who do you think you are? I am." And if that's not a, <laughs> if that that's not a, we're 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 not counting you out like type of moment. Like he felt he was counted out. He felt that people like people forgot about who he was. Who do you think you are? I am. That that's I mean, that's the that's the moment you can like any any clutch player, any you know, guy you don't want to count out, that's the kind of energy you need. He brings it. He has five US Open titles, just it, just greatness. Greatness at the position. <laughs> All right. I feel like a steal just fell to me, and I cannot believe it that no one picked her. Um, I'm taking Serena Williams. And she has 28 titles solo. She's won them all. She was pregnant. And she's got a great case, her best athlete of all time. So I'm just going to add her to my squad here. <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah. Pete Weber has 37 titles in the Serena PGA Williams does not have How many has been pregnant for? 
Serena, Serena has 23. No, I was saying pe- singles, right? And then how many, how many doubles? The thing is, though, is Williams ever counted out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, she's up there in age now. Dude, she was literally pregnant. Yeah, but she's literally, like, the most athletic woman tennis player of all time. I feel like when she's on the court, my money's probably going to be on her. Dude, I don't know. I don't know about I'm telling you. I, I, don't, I feel like she out. has never been counted out. I, I feel like the, like, in recent, like, like the last, like, 10 years, people, like, people That's have been like, oh, she, oh, the, I, well, the last 10 range. years, I'm saying, well, I'm, I'm just saying within, like, the last 10 years, okay. like, there hasn't been the same energy. <laughs> in their, yeah, that's fair. All right. Um, well, I didn't know we were going to do allied forces, so that's really throwing the wrenches here. All right, I got two more. I got two more. Uh, I'm going to pick – I'm going to go with David Ortiz because the 2004 Red Sox, and even though, like, it was a team effort without a doubt, I mean, Kurt Schillings, which we don't, like, talk about too much, pitch his ass off with the bloody sock game. They had a uh, crap. Was it uh, who's the coach of the Dodgers? Dave Roberts. No. Yeah, it, well, I think yes. he's still a base in that series. Yeah, that yeah. is correct. Um, and that was awesome. But like Dave Ortiz just had clutch hit after clutch hit in that series. And honestly, not even just that series, but in the postseason. Um, and I feel like when people just think the Red Sox aren't going to win it, he's the reason that they can just turn it around. Um, so whenever the Red Sox are doubted, I feel like Ortiz goes solid pick. Remember who I am. Um, the solid pick. And then can't the pick, next pick, so my second pick is going to be – I do like Ortiz. Um, Steph Curry. It's a good pick. He was on my lord. He was on my board for sure. Definitely. So obviously, you know, he went to Davidson, so wasn't very highly recruited, um, was not drafted super high, and had succeeded at every level of basketball he's went to. And – I think he people thought maybe starter talent, maybe six man with uh, just a good spread the floor sharpshooter, but he has been a two time MVP, um, won multiple championships, uh, gets counted out as this baby faced player in the NBA, and just always seems to produce when he's healthy, um, and it's just an absolute stud of a basketball player. So great pick. I th- I think he is super counted out and has had, should not be counted. Also, just. In any game when the Warriors are down, Curry can just go off. Like you can't you can't ever say that the Warriors are dead until the the horn rings. It's a great pick, Scott. And he was definitely something I was considering. It's a great pick. Okay. Uh, for my second and last pick, I'm going to take Damian Lillard. And uh, y'all know if you guys are familiar with his origin story, but when he was a youth, he was going transferring from school to school, like in high school and middle school, trying to you know just play. And at one point, one of his coaches called him into his office and said, are you sure you want to be an NBA player? And Dame was like, yeah, of course. And then he's like, then the coach started telling him about the odds of like how hard it's at the NBA. And he was like, are you sure you still want to do this? And he said, yeah. And the coach laughed at him, kicked him off the team. And so uh, obviously that guy counted him out. And now we have the whole, you know, mythicalness that is Dame time and stuff like that. And you just can't, like how many buzzer beaters does this guy need? Like you put the ball in his hands. We saw what the Bulls a couple couple weeks back and you know he just you give him an just an inch of light at possibility and this guy comes through so many times so i will be taking dame lillard and sleeping very well ahead knowing i have dame lillard on my squad here okay were you gonna take dame is he on your list no well i got one more pick (laughs) can we please go five rounds because i yeah we're going five we're going five i got one more okay so i could go six i'm gonna i'm gonna take this is my wait is this my fourth pick yeah you're fourth and fifth right now Okay, cool. 
my next pick, I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with the Avengers. You know, Thanos blew a six stone lead. Um, basically, Doctor Strange sees how many futures he, he saw like what 14,605 14, futures, and they could only win in one. And they still they still like kill Thanos. They decimate him with the with the Iron Man gauntlet. I mean, well, that's in- insanity. Just complete absurd. You know, excellent. Well, one can make the case Always that you know they lost, and they can accept that they lost, and they had to go back and change the past. I mean, they, I don't know. I don't know if that counts. Counting them out they lost. after they lost, people. But counted they lost. Them out. They literally had to go back and erase the past. But they, that you know what? That's a that's someone who doesn't get counted out because if you get counted out, then you're done. Like you're not. Are even the Avengers people? That. I well, well, Scott, are we not? Are do we not treat the Avengers as as people? Are you saying they're some sort of subspecies of? I mean, some that... of them are gods. Okay. What about Iron Man? He's just a regular dude. He's a rich billionaire. Is that a... <laughs> That's a person. This is absurd. This Listen, is absolutely absurd. The Avengers absolutely can't count them out. They had zero stones to Thanos' six. I mean, what else can you say? They had the stones. They gave up the stones. Yeah. They, that's well. I that's... think people were counting out Thanos. What? He, he had none of... He, 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 no, Avengers no one counted like a, him out. The Avengers no had like did. a three-stone lead. They lost yeah. them all. No, but, you know, they, they still came out on top. And, did people and count them out? Did people think they weren't going to come back? I, I mean, considering half of them were decimated, probably. That yeah. they allowed. <laughs> they lost. Yeah, but they, they, never, they never gave up, did they, Josh? Thor looks what like he gave up. Thor looks like he gave up, all right? <laughs> but that's the point. He didn't. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I don't know how you guys aren't taking these. These, these are definitely things you don't want to count out. I just, just saying. <laughs> Take your next pick. This yeah, is I'm done. I'm done talking to Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people are gonna start looking at our first three and then just start looking at Trevor's list. Trevor's winning this week. So, so my next pick, <laughs> for my last pick, I should say, uh, there's one guy that you certainly can't count out. He's got a great nickname. Uh, he's I, probably pretty. He's pretty iconic, especially after this year, and uh, that's that's the guy who's going to take down the money plane, Darius Emmanuel Grouch the third, the Rumble, and he's going. <laughs> let, let me just hang on. Let me just play this play this clip so you, you get an understanding. It's a podcast. They don't see the clip. <laughs> they haven't seen the movie either, Trevor. I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. I am Darius Grouch the third, the Rumble, and I am taking down the money plane. Now bring. Well, I, I don't think any you can just any person can just say they're gonna take down the money plane. Um, that's that's specifically Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third's territory. He lost. He lost. No, we don't know. They never showed us. They set it up for a sequel. Maybe he did take down the money plane. I mean, did he get what shot? He lost. Yeah, they sent him. He died. No, no. They, he said his rumble time and the screen went to. He black. didn't get I mean, any of the money. He didn't accomplish getting the money plane. Listen, the, you never know in the sequel. You can't count him out. You can't the say rumble that he's, he's like he's on out. my list. Who I would count out. <laughs> he's no. the top three of counted out. You don't get a nickname like the rumble by being counted out. Okay? You get it from giving yourself the nickname. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Trevor. This list is a. Tr- it's oh man, Josh. It's between you and me. You, Your turn. Those are listen. The money plane is full of some of the baddest people on the planet. They're like they got guys like J.R. Crockett, <laughs> Ivan the Guns Dealer. Um, I don't think we can spoil this movie, Trevor. Let's let's be I'm careful not, these here. Are, these are just these are just they got like uh, <laughs> like evil Russian lady. I'm just saying like you don't count. We have these a Russian out. guy that I don't think speaks Russian. 
He doesn't. But you, just, you can't Ivan. count on a guy who's going to go to great lengths to take down the freaking money plane. I'm sorry. Like, with a name like the Rumble, Darius Emmanuel Grouch the third. that's my fifth pick. I have the perfect draft. That is all. Jesus. All right. <laughs> I feel for like Trevor's draft is making me dumber. For my last pick, I feel I'm getting a first rounder worth of value here. Unbelievably, no one picked him. I'm taking I'm taking Greg Jennings from Madden 2010. No, he is of the uh, infamous fuck you Gumby fame from YouTube. This guy, Aaron Rodgers, does in the past. He's injured. He's holding his leg all the way down the field. He treats breaking tackles on a broken leg, and he scores. And you can't count on a guy. Put his team on the back, field, though. Put his team on his back. He literally, he literally took on the hardest-hitting safety in all the NFL. <laughs> Darren Sharpa. <laughs> and uh, he did it. Can't who's a, ba- a, who's a bad leg. guy? That guy sucks. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. That's actually a really funny clip. No, I, I, I like that. What, 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 do you know what game that was from? Madden doesn't tell. Madden. Madden, which one? Doesn't tell. Okay. Man, that's a good yeah. clip. Um, okay, since, since we're throwing everything out. All-time the, moment in sports. Out yeah. the window. Iconic um, moment. So I have a couple. I'm going to go with Hugh Glass. Excuse me? So Hugh Glass, you may know the story better as The Revenant. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio stars as him. But uh, just a summarized version. So Hugh Glass, I believe, is hiking or something or on a trail with, like, family, and they come across a bear. And he fucking gets mauled by a bear and survives. First of all, you get all mauled by a bear. You're counted out. You're counted as being dead. Okay? Um, So he survives. Uh, One of the guys just leaves him there to die because they're worried about, like, getting killed by Native Americans. So he just decides to leave Hugh Glass instead of helping him. And Hugh Glass is an effing survivor against all odds, against the frozen, no food, no drinking. He's just been mauled by a bear. His back is cut up. Opens a log, lets the bugs eat out the infection, which just grosses me the crap out. Um, and then after that, he does all this just to get healthy enough to go back, find that man, played by Tom Hardy in the movie, find that man and kill him. He was counted out. He was counted as dead. Yeah. He, the fact that he survived the bear, survived being stranded after being fought by a bear, that's a clear number one pick. Scooch over, Mr. Brady. Um whoever this Michael Jordan be like Mike guy is, be like Hugh Glass, okay? <laughs> I, I did not have him ready for this draft, but I think he really solidifies my top five. Um, I mean, he certainly got the grit and the toughness yeah. and the comeback nature. I, you can't count him out. Uh, some, some rapid honor- fire, any rapid yeah. fire honorable mentions? Well, hang on, on, so I, I got some honorable mentions. Um, so I want to say I had Reggie Miller on my list as a potential because he had that eight points and 18.7. Yep. Kind of similar to Curry, too. but I thought Curry's just more volatile and able to just hit fire. Um, so I thought Reggie Miller, that was a really cool one. Um, let's see. I had Mario Lemieux. I, I, I really want to go hockey. So the only reason I didn't do Lemieux is because when he was drafted, he was like the opposite accounted out like Curry was not supposed to be anything. And, you know, he went to Davidson, wasn't really heavily recruited. Mario Lemieux, they almost bought his junior hockey team just so that they could have the rights to him. Like that's what Montreal Canadians almost did. Um, so yeah, he was the opposite counted out, but when he played, he had all these expectations as like a hockey prodigy, but he suffered cancer herniated disc that got compounded into a rare infection. 
And he eventually had back surgery too. And his back was so bad that his teammates had to tie his skates together. Like this guy was like a health scratch, a lot of games or just like, a, just not able to play. But when he played and when he wasn't like his teammates were probably like, and he's probably gonna be like 20% today. And he would still perform at a superstar level. So I, I that's an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I have a, uh, you know, Nick Saban, obviously can't count him out. You can't. You cannot. You can if he's coaching in the excellence. NFL. Um, Trevor, <laughs> I, I want to get some clarification. For your uh, fourth pick, Avengers, is it the Avengers? Is it Avengers Hustle or Avengers <laughs> Assemble? <laughs> I guess it would be the Avengers known as Avengers Assemble in uh, the UK, but just the okay. group known as the Avengers. Okay, I, I got that. Um, I are had. We count- uh, are we counting out quicks over there? Uh, no, you can't count any of them out. I mean, maybe you can't count them out when they're trying to save your life, when they're trying to make sacrifices, you know, save the galaxy pretty much. I'm just saying you can't count them out. All right. I want to hear Josh's uh, honorable mentions. What else do you have? All right. I had two of those on my, on my board. I had Minecraft Steve on my board <laughs> because, you know, he gets blown up by creepers all the time. He never always gets back up, builds some houses, get back on his feet. Can't ever count him out. Hey, he's and got I, like two like million. He's got millions of lives that he just mm-hmm. goes through like living every every day. Just the yeah, ultimate survivalist. Yeah, can't count him out for sure. And I had uh, I had Goku from Dragon Ball. Um, <laughs> you know, there's always these these galaxy threatening you know threats, and uh, he takes care of them when he probably shouldn't be able to. He's just a, just a Saiyan, just you know an average Saiyan, just apparently, Saiyan. and uh, you know can't count him out either. I don't know. I, yeah. I watched Dragon Ball Evolution, and I don't, I don't know if if I'm counting him in. Um, All right. Um, yeah, so just a couple more honorable mentions that I had were kind of like specifics. Um, uh, Kemba Walker, 2011 in the tournament, count, can't count him out. It's all, all-time NCAA tournament run. Just could not count that guy out. Dude was insane. Uh, Red Sox in 2004, bringing the curse of the Bambino. Couldn't count him out. Just, I, I took Ortiz because of the 2004 well, series. I'm taking the entire roster because they won it. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I will say, I, I didn't have this even on my big board. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking a lot of players like Ted Williams or Roger Staubach because even though they might not have been super counted out, the fact that they yeah. had to spend like four years fighting a war and they come back and they're like still superstars is just mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, take yeah. the 2016 Cubs at that point then. They were down 3-1. Can't count them out. Yeah, 2016 Cubs. I uh, mean, you right, could do you know, the, yeah, the Cavs. I'm gonna, Isaiah Thomas in 2016-2017, uh, that year where he led the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. I mean, the ultimate don't count them out guy that was counted out his entire life. Um, Carson Edwards, 2019, another small guard that just went off in the tournament. Like he had, he scored like 35 points a game in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Purdue was electric that year. They took down Villanova. Uh, they took down another ranked team and ended up losing to Virginia in a game where he, again, scored just a ridiculous amount of points. <laughs> like that, that was an awesome, awesome tournament run. What about uh, Allen Iverson? Allen Iverson, you know, yeah, all these athletes can't count them out. Like, and you know what? I, there's one more, one more uh, guy I think we haven't said that you can't count out, and that, that's uh, that's Kobe Bryant. I mean, not I only in, in the sport of basketball, but just his life. I mean, the dude won an Oscar. Uh, like he's a businessman, like a successful businessman now. Uh, he's obviously got the five championships. He's led. He's fourth all time in career playoff minutes. Uh, the dude was like a walking, cannot count this guy out. I mean, he's, he's like, I know there's like the Jordan mentality, but he kind of coined that mentality of like others doubting you gives you that fire, that fuel to just like succeed that like, you know, that you gotta, you gotta be the guy to step up. Like nobody can count me out. I think he's like, he embodies that spirit 
I think and... he got counted out because I think a lot of people thought that um oh he he can only win with uh Shaq because him and Shaq and then you get rid of Shaq and you won two Shaq. more. That's the only time where I'm like okay yeah they're counting out Kobe which is a big mistake. He wins two more with I think Pau Gasol and the helps of what Derek Fisher. Um, yeah yeah that's pretty impressive by Kobe. I- in his final game, he scores 60 against the Jazz, and people are like, well, that wasn't anything. He's done now. He's out of the NBA. Like, But then he just goes on. He wins an Oscar. How uh, many he, did Shaq win? Did Shaq win four? Shaq won four. He won the one with the Heat. Three with the Lakers, one with the Heat. None with the Cavs, Celtics, or um, no. Suns. <laughs> Suns, Shaq. That, that's prime. Cavs. Shaq right there. Suns Cavs, was better than Cavs and Celtics was a little bit of a train wreck. Um, yeah. But, yeah. All right. I definitely think if you're going to talk about guys you can't count out, you got to say Kobe Bryant at least somewhere. Like, just I had legend. him on my big board. I think if he would have went one more round, I probably would have taken Kobe. I actually had Deshaun Jackson, mainly because the, the the miracle at the Meadowlands. Uh, yeah. And just as a – was that the miracle at the Meadowlands too? <laughs> you you also can't count him out to fumble before uh, the goal line. Like, he might do that. You can't count that out. You can't count him. You can't count him <laughs> out to win or lose a game. You just can't count him out. Um, yeah, and you can't count him out for staying healthy after getting hit on a kick return. I mean, <laughs> you can't count him out for staying healthy after taking a sip of water on the bench. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we have a pretty good compiled top 15 right there. Um, yeah. I'm happy Trevor said, let's do a draft instead of a consensus top five, because I think Josh and I would have been blindsided as all hell by your <laughs> your couple of picks there. Um, I think Josh and I would have been on the same page. I don't think you can count any of my draft out. That's, Josh, I think you and I would have been fine with Brady Jordan, probably Woods, maybe Curry, and like, like I don't know. Like we, I think we actually could have probably done the top five for this, but I think this is a really solid list. I'm Excited to see how many people vote for Trevor based off of the. I think I've won. I think Greg. I think Greg Jones. Greg Jones is GG. Like I think that's that's the Trump card. You last got mauled by a bear. Greg Jennings scored a touchdown on his broken leg. I don't know what to tell you. The one dude almost died. I have a guy nicknamed the Rumble, (laughs) who's dead. We don't know. Is there a sequel, Trevor? Because as of now, we know. They well, they haven't announced it. Um. I don't think I have, we have anything else to sports. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this draft. I think we are looking forward to another one next week. Um, and I don't think we'll talk to you guys until after Valentine's Day. So I hope you guys all have a good Valentine's Day. Uh, make sure to go follow us at Big Slumpin' Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and, yeah, make sure to subscribe, listen to the episode, leave comments, you know, message us on Twitter, and just give us recommendations for future drafts you might want to see. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, See you guys. Later, everyone. Goodbye.